Pledging to Phi Gamma Delta Lambda Nu Chapter is about more than just joining a fraternity. It's tradition, camaraderie, community, integrity, knowledge. Fiji is not for college days alone. It's a lifelong brotherhood of courageous leaders who serve the world with vision, purpose, and the best that is within them. Pledge Fiji. More FIGAM, less self. See more at Fiji.org. That's F-I-J-I dot org. At Cole's Friends and Family Sale, the back-to-school savings add up with an extra 20% off. Save on Skechers for the family. Girls stretch jeggings, just $12. And save on an Instant Pot and luggage. Plus, take an extra 10% off home. Plus, everyone gets Kohl's cash. Plus, free Amazon returns now at all Kohl's stores. This weekend at Kohl's. Offers valid July 25th through 28th. 20% with promo code SHOPFAMILY. 10% off home with promo code HOMEDEAL10. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Looking live at a humid, sticky, moist, damp. No, it's not a porno movie. It is the NFL what Draft up? 2017. As we are atop the Philadelphia Museum of Art steps. Yesterday we had the heat on. Today we got the air conditioners cranking. It's Tony Bruno, <laughs> Miss Robin, and the best dressed man in our big tent where the air conditioner is cranking at all the way up to 11. Seriously. It is Mr. Luigi Curto, the best-dressed man in the tent. Tried As most be. of the other slovenly media types walk around with cutoffs, flip-flops, jorts, tank tops. I know. You could, you could probably see people, like, walking by yes. in such... I am learning the, the one thing about this business. The most important thing is when you go on remote, don't care what you wear. It exactly doesn't, right. It doesn't matter, man. And actually, we're right behind. That's Luigi Curto, ladies and gentlemen, looking good with a green tie, the green oh, pocket square. The, tri the trifold? I like the trifold. I had to Google how to do that, by the way. I did not know how to do that. Looks like you just stuff it in there. Either no, you're going to do no, the man. pocket square or you're going to stuff that thing in no, there. No, man, this is a trifold. That's a trifold? Trifold, man. Yeah, he had to Google it. I saw him Google it. I hate to do that this early into the show, live here. And by the way, we're in Luigi's house right now. Damn right. This is his house. I know, and, and not only are we in his house, but he treated us like he was... We got the BIP. Yeah. The BIP Everybody's treat. asking us, how did you guys get to park there? We're like, Luigi. We parked atop the steps of the art museum. That's right. Even Sylvester Stallone isn't allowed to do that if he were to ever come back. And that's my first question as we cr crank up this very special NFL Draft Edition podcast. Carl Weathers, Apollo Creed, just looked like he really didn't want to be here as he walked the red yeah. carpet about 50 yards away from us. Yeah. So Carl Weathers is here, but Sylvester Stallone, Rocky himself, for some reason not explained by anyone in this week, is not here. How could so they have a statue outside of him that people stand in line for? Our buddy Joe Corrado, who did not make the trip all the way across the bridge to come up here to the Parthenon on the Parkway, the Philadelphia Museum of Art, even he hates Rocky more than any living person on the face of the earth. Well, he loathes the man. He really does. He yes, loves he does. Rocky Balboa. And here, and and Rocky's not here. No, it's a shame. And, and they've been pimping I'm the sure NFL Network. All these networks have been pimping Rocky all week. You're a rude guy. I'm trying very hard, and you're being rude. Oh, you're not trying hard enough, Sly. I'll tell you that right now. I mean, how much could you, they had to have tried to get him here now. Now, I don't know if he's filming Expendables 15 yeah, or Rocky 12 yet. 15. <laughs> or maybe he's making another Rambo 
or you know rebooting right. some other movie. Cliffhanger six. Whatever. Cliffhanger six. Uh, maybe that. What's that arm wrestling movie that's over, still, the, top over two. the top two? <laughs> I mean, over the top two. <laughs> <laughs> the sequel. I'm back and I'm going righty. <laughs> the over the top two movie. The NFL players are not permitted to participate. No, no they're not. Because they'll get cracked down on. So we'll be here for the draft. Carl Weathers walked a red carpet. Did as I mentioned, if you hadn't seen the clip, look at him on the NFL Network. Maybe he got the check halfway down the red carpet because by the time he was high-fiving all the people lucky enough to be invited or who paid extra money to go to the red carpet here at top. Literally, the red carpet is right outside of where we're standing right now. Now, there, now there's you know, right there on the television screen to, to, to my left. You're right, Tony. You're going to see Leonard Fournette. We just saw Fournette come down the red yes. carpet. Um, and there was also a gentleman behind him. I couldn't make out which prospect it was, but he was in a very loud salmon suit. Loud salmon suit? Yeah, he was in a salmon suit. I'm not sure if it was farm-raised or organic, but it was a salmon Was it Alaska suit. salmon? or I'm not was sure it, yet, uh, I, didn't, I don't that's, know. Well, we'll find out. Well, we're going to get the it's details important. for you. Because Robin makes the best uh, salmon on earth. Well, I mean, you haven't had my salmon yet. You just like no. the way she makes it because of the way she cooks it and everything. Yeah, because it doesn't taste. It's not fishy like most salmons. You know what I mean? Not Tim's salmon, of not course, the former angel great. One of my favorite now, players back in the day. Tony, I can actually, I now have this camera. Looking so, outside at the red carpet. So I don't know if people can actually see it through there. Now this is not. There's two different red carpets, FYI. No, this is the this is the main red this carpet. This is the main, Rob. but there's also another it. one down below. That's for the riffraff red carpet. Hi, Robin. That's the Skifosa so, red carpet. We yeah. call it down there. So there's that's for guys that no one's heard of are signing autographs. So it's, not it's probably not it's coming over the microphones here, but every now and then you'll hear the crowd kind of go crazy. Yeah, the people are in front of it. The, the art museum steps are covered, by the way, right. by the big stage that the NFL Network is using. And uh, we're inside a tent right on top of the steps of the art museum. This is madness. An air-conditioned comfort, by the way. Speaking of air conditions, we carry some air conditions over Mama Bruno's. I know. Right? We were smart. Yesterday was freezing. We had the heat on. Yep. You, you this morning, smart. I said, you know what? I got my room air conditioner, window air conditioners in my mom's basement at Luigi. I got Luigi Just coming. a couple of months ago, we took them out. <laughs> exactly. And today, I said, when I go home tonight, it's going to be late. It's humid out. Nope. Ain't no way I'm sleeping in humidity. And we put those damn, Luigi slapped them in the windows. Boom. Just full, full circle. I took them out, put them right back in, man. And then he got all dolled up. That's right. With the green tie, the green pocket square, to, and the matching red credential. Listen. It's, it's, it's here, Tony. I mean, it's my team, brother. I, I, I know you, you don't want to sound I'm not a homer. I don't want to sound like one. I'm but, a homer, but I mean, I'm an objective on, analyst and journalist again. I am too, but today I'm putting a damn tie on. I'm gonna I got a hat. green shirt on. I didn't brush my teeth, so they're a slight oh, uh, change of green today. So I, everything's green except my underwear. I couldn't find any green underwear. <laughs> but it's not St. Patrick's Day, and my there's no alcohol are, here. So My eyes are green. So. By the way, you want to see a great setup? We are in the back of this big tent, right, the media tent? But guess what's right behind us within arm's reach? Oh, Turn the, this camera around, the most, Robin, the, the and show The most show important them. thing possible. We are basically. Yeah, just, just what Tony needs. I need more chocolate cake, <laughs> more cheesecake. Turn it around, Robin. Hey, Tony, let's show well, everybody. I need to do it so that uh, people don't Tony, like, get all. how about the peanut butter and jelly station over there? I know. They with got, the, with they the got Welch's a, squeezable grape. And they got a 55-gallon okay. drum of so, Jif peanut butter. So, Tony, butter. this is just behind us is the dessert station right Correct. there. And then if you pan over. That's what I'm talking about. They got some All lasagna. The food. Yeah. They got vegan options. They got a vegan option. They got some chick unidentifiable chicken and some uh, balsamic glaze. I, to I told you, it's the balsamic glaze is all the rage now, Tony. But I'm not going to complain. It's free food. Hell no. And uh, and free. Although the free sodas, Mayor Jim Kenny of Philadelphia, shut that down. Every time a media person goes and grabs his free Pepsi, he gets slapped with an additional one and a half ounce tax 
to go along with the 25.5% tax to park in the city. Did you know that, Luigi? What? That if you park in a garage in Philadelphia on top of the price that you see, yes. where it says plus tax, you know what the tax is? No. 22.5% tax to park in a garage where in this they city come up of with Philadelphia. That That's insanity, man. They were going to round it off to 23, but Who they figured there'd be riots in this city. Exactly. Government 22.5% parking tax. You know what that is? an outrage. It is a damn outrage. Okay, I want to remind people that we um, we have the phone lines open. And they're lit up, by the way. Oh, the phones are lit? Uh, so you can are call 717. <laughs> Stay woke, Tony. I'm Seven. staying woke. Okay, <laughs> let me finish this. Go ahead. 717-363-TONY. That's 717-363-8669. Uh, are they completely full? So we'll let you know when the lines are open again, or you can just try calling, and hopefully you'll get through. Of course, we got a lot of stuff, so we'll, we'll give you all the draft knowledge that we bring to the table. I've got it all broken down. We have some great interviews coming up with Steve Mariucci, right? My buddy, uh, the great Daniel Jeremiah, Move the Sticks. And Charles Davis. And the great Charles Davis. That's his Twitter handle. I know. Did you know he's at Move the Sticks? No, I did not know he's at Move the Sticks. Oh, man. I hate to do it to you this early into the show, you man. You did it to me earlier. I didn't get it I'll, out I'll yet, do though. It, I'll Let do me it. do it right now. Miss Robin is here working. We have, there's all these other radio stations doing shows, and they have like one little box in front of them. We have Mission Control in, in Houston set up to do our podcast. Well, the reason why, just to explain, is that normally when there's a radio station, they connect with the Houston, booth back problem. at yes. the station itself. And so all of the stuff that they are really, all the big equipment is still back at the studio. They're just... You know, tying I, I know in. that I'm explaining to the I'm, people. That's why I'm explaining it to the people because you didn't. You you know that's. But we have the entire shebang yes, here. Yes, we do. My buddy Norm Hitchkiss is here from Dallas, who I haven't seen in a couple of years. It's a lot of fun doing these NFL drafts. Absolutely, man. And you know, do you know when the NFL draft started? Let me start off with a draft trivia question. Okay, what year? Yes. Well, what were you, what year was it actually? Not that it started. What was the year that it was proposed? I'll give you a hint. The man who proposed it, who came up with the idea, was Burt Bell, who was the owner of the Philadelphia Eagles. People are saying, why is it in Philadelphia? Because Burt Bell, the owner of the Eagles in 1936, came up with the idea to have an NFL draft. And the reason he said we need an NFL draft is because it was like a lot of sports. The rich teams got richer. They got all the good players. And the, and the players who were bad and didn't have money didn't sure. have a chance to get a good player. So he proposed the draft to help all the teams try to compete. And here we are, how many years ago? 36, what's that, 80 years ago? Yeah. 80 years ago. 80 years 80, ago. 80, 81, yeah. Burt Bell, who was the owner of the Philadelphia Eagles, later became the NFL commissioner, Burt Bell. So here we are. The last time the draft was in Philadelphia, you know when that was? 80 years ago. No, that was the first draft. No, that was the first draft. The last time it was here in Philadelphia was 1961, oh, wow. the year after the Eagles won the NFL championship, which most people don't count as a championship because they only count Super Bowls because they're only 25 years old and have no idea what happened before they were born. But before there were Super Bowls, there were NFL championships. You know the ones that the Green Bay Packers and the and other they, teams and count? the Baltimore Colts, right? Yeah, the, the ones that they, that count. they count. We're not allowed to count those times. No. So anyway, 1961, the last time it was here, and last year, of course, the NFL did it in Chicago, this year in Philly. And as I mentioned, when I was doing the NFL drafts at ESPN back in the 90s, I remember where they, they used to be in the, in the theater at Madison Square Garden. 
which is actually on the 8th Avenue. If you've been to New York, you know Madison Square Garden goes from 7th Avenue to 8th Avenue. It's that wide. On the 8th Avenue side, that's where the entrance is to the what they used to call the Felt Forum, where they used to have boxing events back in the day. Then it became the theater at Madison Square Garden. And on Saturday mornings, everybody would head to New York and go to the Madison Square Garden Theater, not even the main arena where the, where the Knicks play and the, and, the, and the Rangers play and the circus comes to town. It was a small theater in the back, so only a couple thousand seats, a stage, and then the media people in front, not many media people, because ESPN back then was the only network actually doing it live. There were no other radio networks. Right. There wasn't an NFL network. No. It was ESPN Radio and ESPN TV. So when the person got drafted, Mike Tirico and Chuck Wilson and I were hosting the draft. It was the Kijana Carter draft. I'll never forget Kijana it. Kijana Carter came out. Kijana right. Carter was the first pick from Penn State running back, and we were there, and it was noon. It would start at noon on a Saturday and be done by 6 p.m. the first round. And nobody, you could walk outside of Madison Square Garden walk outside right out the door and not a soul who's walking up and down 8th Avenue or 7th Avenue New York had any idea the NFL draft was going on. It was the NFL draft. But because the NFL has become America's sport and the NFL has found brilliant ways to market its product, they have made the NFL draft as big as a Super Bowl week. Getting fans involved, making money. Look what they've done here in the city. Closing down streets. It took them six weeks to build a stage that is right outside here on the Art Museum steps. And I, Six weeks. And I, was, and I was right, too, by the way. And they're giving them a month to take it down. They're giving them a, a month wow. to, to dismantle all this stuff. But uh, we, we, were talk, we were talking yesterday about the, the Kajana Carter draft, and I was asking, I said, like, was that the same draft as Rashawn Salam and Michael Westbrook, who both went to Colorado? And it was. They yes. both, they were, that, was all the, that was all the same draft. The fact Kajana Carter went one, Tony Baselli went two, right. Steve McNair goes three, and then Michael Westbrook, Kerry Collins, and so forth. Going yeah. Going. No, it was a pretty good draft. Yeah, there was I mean, a, Tony, was a Hall of Tony, Famer. you're talking right. That's that's the draft where Tampa Bay takes, uh, you know, Warren Sapp at 12, and the Eagles come away with Mike Mamola over there, who who's the one who who exploited the entire combine for yep, what it is, absolutely. man. Absolutely. If you can go out there and you can ace that test, you're gonna get you're gonna get paid way above your pay scale, man, because it's all it is. It's a glorified uh, physical. That's all it is, man. And the the, what, the most memorable thing, other than Mike Mamola, the most the most memorable thing to me in that draft. Was a Kijana Carter, you know, was a great at Penn State, but he didn't be he didn't become a great NFL running back. Know. You know, he got hurt a lot. Kijana Carter was not really a number one overall pick, but because he had a great year at Penn State, you know, he went number one. But I remember the Jet fans were so visibly, visibly shaken. They were chanting and screaming, "We want Sap! We want Sap!" Because that was the year that Warren Sap dropped because he had smoked marijuana. And, and it, that's the most memorable thing. And now fast forward, 21 years later, we're not even talking about marijuana anymore. We're talking about alleged rape. We're talking about guys with uh, diluted samples. And by the way, diluted samples will be uh, per performing after the draft tonight live on the parkway. They're putting a special concert on tonight. So if you're a big diluted samples fan, you want to come down and check them out later the on. Samples. They'll be out at uh, the, the TLA on South Street here in Philadelphia if you've been down there. I think they're with some other alt band. I think they're opening for the Roots. I guarantee you. Are they opening, opening up for the, for the roots? roots? Absolutely, Tony. Are you a big diluted samples fan, Robin? Uh, you know, I think it's more fun than uh, the other kind. What kind? What other kind of samples are there? Stool. <laughs> what else you got? Uh, I remember yeah, stool uh, urine. Definitely more fun than stool samples. 
Uh, Candy samples, of course. I'm it was a, a, a great uh, entertainer back in the day. I'm a fan of providing semen samples. I, I can do that. Well, we're not talking about that. What's the matter with you, man? Uh, hey. So uh, we're live with the draft. Let's get to some other things, and we're going to go to the phones, but the Phillies have won six in a row, ladies and gentlemen. The hottest team, and I know the Yankees are playing great, but the Phillies right now are playing unconscious baseball. Six in a row. They uh, finish off the Miami Marlins. They've won, I think, four consecutive series. Yeah. And they've been playing a lot of good teams. Now, the Marlins are up and down, but they beat them two in a row. Jeremy Hellickson is 4-0. and Which is incredible. With a 1.8 ERA. He doesn't strike anybody out, but you know what else he doesn't do? He doesn't walk anybody. Nope. No walks again for two straight starts. He has three walks in 30 innings pitched this year. He doesn't put anybody on. And that's how you keep your team in the game. You don't get men on base. You don't give up walks. You don't strike people out, but you hit, get ground balls, and you get your players to play defense behind you. And the Phillies win again. Michael Franco locked in the last week. You know, a week ago he was hitting a buck 48. You know what he's hitting now a week later? 221, which is still bad. But you know what he had to do to go from 148 to 221? He went 10 for 23, a double, two home runs, 10 ribbies, three walks, and only one strikeout in his last six games. That's incredible. That'll man. get you up there. 80 points to raise it up to 220. I mean, that's how abysmal he was. for. for no, no, he's locked in. And then this Phillies team, you could you watch them play, and they just, they, they, they you could tell these guys are feeling one another. You know, they're, 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 not as, they're not swinging at nasty pitches. And people made fun of Matt Stairs, who was now the hitting coach, but even though he was a big home run hitter, not a guy who hit for average, he it's like golf co- it's like people who teach you, like professors in college. Okay. Broadcasting professors. Most of the broadcast most of the professors who teach broadcasting or journalism were not legendary broadcasters or journalists. They were people who just really understood what it took to be a great journalist. Those who can't do teach. Yeah, it's not, I don't even want to go there because no. those people are smart. There's some people that were, were those who can't, like lawyers, those who can't do it become a lawyer okay, there you go. or become a family. By the way, that, that whole <laughs> those who can't do teach, I want people to actually get that out of their vocabulary because right. teachers are, they they probably have the most difficult job. No, I agree. And Luigi's the one who ripped teachers. I know, that's I didn't, I by the way, there was him. a plane that just flew I over he here to get a that big ripped the mayor of Philadelphia. Did you hear this? Sean Brace yeah. just told me, Philly influencer. He said while well, the, the mayor Kenny was walking out on the red carpet uh-huh. with the governor of Pennsylvania, right. Wolf, the fans were well, nobody booed here because they're all in the tank. But uh, but there was a small plane that flew over with a banner that says, "Philly loves football, Philadelphia loves football, but hates our teachers." So basically, the teachers union not happy wow. with the administration in this town yeah. buying a buying yeah. a banner to fly over. The art museum right. in protest. Well, I didn't. And by the way, Robin, I didn't mean to upset you by using that term. I'm just using the same term that everyone's used for decades. But that's why I'm saying no, it should but, be stopped. But my point is, great baseball. Well, like, I'm sorry. Great, most great managers who were players were not great players. Tony Larusa. You go down the list. Sparky Anderson. Some of the best managers were guys who were not great players. Sure. A lot of Hall of Fame players don't become great managers. Tony Larusa. You go down the list of great managers. They were not great players, but they understood the game. They understood the fine points. And Matt Stairs is the example of a guy who was pretty much a home run hitter, power hitter, didn't hit for average, but he can look at guys and see, hey, man, lift your elbow up a little bit. It's like going to a golf instructor, right? You're a terrible golfer. Who do you go to? You go to somebody who's going to look and see what's wrong with your swing, what's wrong with your stance. And that's what there's no doubt about it. I think one of the big stories with this Phillies team 
is the fact that Matt Stairs is a new hitting coach, and whatever he's teaching them, these guys are listening. A lot of good long at-bats. Guys aren't just flailing away, swinging at three pitches. They've got some pop now in their lineup, hit three home runs uh, on the uh, Tuesday night game. So they're playing a lot better, and they're scoring runs. Today they only scored three runs, but 3-2, they get the bullpen to come in and shut it down, get a 1-2-3 ninth inning. And now they won six in a row, and they're 11-9, and nine, while the New York Mets, who a week ago looked like they were the best team in baseball, have fallen off the face of the earth two weeks ago. They're, they've lost 10 of their last 11. Syndergaard now has a problem. Uh, uh, Cespedes is hurt. Can and all say? of a sudden, this team, which looked like they, that you couldn't get them out, now all of a sudden can't hit. They're a team in disarray, Tony. That's what it is. They really they are. are. total disarray. And they're in last place in the National League East. And it's early in the season, and it's early in the season for the Phillies. But remember, the Phillies had to win six in a row to go to 11 and nine, and so that's why we talk about: Are they a 500 team? They're going to be up and down all year. But right now, they're in an upswing, See, and they're the, playing well. That's the thing: it's it's is it you want to really bad, but is it is it just a little too early to buy into the cool to drink the Kool Aid just yet? I think well, it is Kool Aid. Like, they're playing better. Just a little bit. I'm just saying, but but what I, all I'm is that. Now, listen, I picked the team to go 81 and 81, and I, I was always taking under because they're, they're, they're still not ready yet, and then the starting pitching's not ready yet. But I'm firmly believing that, may, hey, you know what? There, there might be a little something special here with these guys, and they may shock a lot of teams, man. I, and the thing is, you know what they have going for them? They have young players who can play. Their third baseman, Michael Franco, solid, right? He's a damn good third baseman. Defensively and offensively, this guy has this guy's got 20, 20, 20 RBIs already. Then you got... Cesar Hernandez at Cesar, second base yeah. is one of the best second basemen in all of baseball. This guy is fast. Close. He can do it all. Freddie Galvis, much maligned, hitting much better. He's cutting down his swing. So you're set at third base, second base, and the Phillies have all these young players at second base and, and, and shortstop in the minor a, leagues. Joseph's a player. Joseph. And Joseph is a solid second, first, first, solid baseman. first baseman. And then, you know, they got a couple cats. They're, they're obviously, Cameron Ruff's not a great catcher. No. But this kid, Andrew Knapp, is a young up-and-comer who's the backup right now. They've got some young players in the lineup. And that's what you want. Every fan wants to see, like the Houston Astros saw years and years of years being bad. And then they started drafting. Well, and now they, got, they, get they some, got Jose Altuve. That's yeah, but, but that's what happens when you're bad. You start drafting high, and then you start getting guys who are pretty good. And then you build a team. So the Astros have done it. Uh, the Yankees all of a sudden now, without having to go out and just keep buying players, have some good young players, and they're playing better. Well, they've been stockpiling for a while, too, man. Yeah, but the Yankees never used to do that. They would always trade away their prospects. Yeah, they would always spend, and it was spend, exactly, because they and just knew they didn't know. Well, we'll give you whatever you want, because no matter what, as soon as free agency hits, we're just going to buy up whatever we need. And really now matter. you're seeing young Yankee players making this team a lot better. You know, and the Mets have great young pitching, although some of those guys are struggling right now and are hurt. It's all about, you know, being young. And while, you know, we talk about the Sixers who are young and we don't know what the future is, even though they've got a couple of guys who could be great if they stay healthy. And you got the Flyers who just are decent every year but not good enough to win a championship. Flyers are the Flyers, Tony. What does that mean? It's just, that means that that's it. They're, the most, they're just mediocre and irrelevant, to be honest with you. I don't know if they're irrelevant. They're they irrelevant. Still, they're they the still sell the more tickets irrelevant. than the 76ers. That's because they, they only have like 14,000 seats in the stadium for a hockey game. So how, no, they have 18,000. Oh, I'm sorry. I was 14,000. They actually have – There's more parking spaces than there are seats, Tony, available for a hockey game. And, but there's more, there's more rabid fans or at least consistently – Yeah, they're rabid, all right. They're consistent as opposed to Sixer fans who are now going to jump on the bandwagon next year when they keep jacking ticket prices up when this ownership group you know, gets ready to dump it once they can find a sucker to sell to take a billion dollars. Unfortunately, because I, I will say that I've been saying that since that. day one. 
And, and more and more people are now starting to believe what I've been saying. And are, are, because the ownership group of the Philadelphia 76ers, without any question, is the worst ownership group in this city. I would, would you agree I, with that? I, absolutely. These guys are what venture. This is why people hate venture capitalists. You know, even though capitalism is great, these guys are just basically buy distressed property and then unload it a couple of years later. Whether they win or lose doesn't matter to these guys. They don't care. Would they like to win? Yes. You know, they have the Devils and the Sixers. Yeah, it's all Two about this, man. sad sack franchises, right? Two no, sad absolutely. sack yes, franchises. Yes, yes. The Sixers hopefully will be good because they've gotten a lot of draft picks, and I want them to be good. But I don't, I don't think this ownership group is legit. I think they're just a couple of rich guys who just bought themselves a toy and are trying to get the value up so they can unload it. They got Canvin to give them a free, basically, a, 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 their whole operation has been moved across the river because New Jersey gave them all this property to build a new practice facility and their offices, and good for them. And that's the thing that sucks, though, is because the ones that hurt are the fans because on, on their side of it, it's a great business move for them. They're making money hand over fist. No, they're not getting hurt at all, but the only people that are suffering are us, and it sucks, man. And then you watch, you turn the games on, you see uh, Cannon, the kid who was here last Isaiah year. Cannon's Isaiah Cannon. Isaiah Cannon playing for the Bulls. Hey, man, Michael Carter-Williams are, are Yeah, playing. but MCW, most people yeah. gave up well, on He him. stinks anyway. Milwaukee gave up on him. All these games seem stink. Enough about that. The Eagles will pick at number 14. The biggest question, of course, as we get ready for the draft, we're a couple of hours away, less than two hours away, is, and we'll talk to a couple of the, the folks that we were, we were around yesterday. For the first time that I can remember, this could be the most uncertain draft. I mean, Miles Garrett should be the number one pick, you would think. But there's you still would. two hours away a possibility that the Cleveland Browns will not take this guy with the number one pick. Because normally, the number one pick is locked in by now. The, the, the contract d- details have been talked about. Many times, the guy signed by the For time the they make the pick. Yet. But we don't know whether it's going to be Miles Garrett. We don't know who the number two pick is. We don't know who the number three pick is. So you can look at every mock draft. You can listen to every expert. Bottom line is, this is the most uncertain draft that I can remember. And if you're looking at down at 14, all the Eagle fans here, do you have any idea who the Eagles are going to take? No. There'll be no. a lot of players there. No, there's going to be a ton there. And that's the thing, too. I think they need to just sit back and relax and just let it come to them. You know, they say, you know, let the draft just come to you and draft there. But you're right because it, I usually say that about the women. You exactly just let right. them come to you <laughs> and you just sit back and chill. But, the thing, but what you were saying about Cleveland not being, not being set on taking Miles Garrett, this, this really is that kind of draft where it's like the first domino has to fall for the rest of the draft to go. Because in years prior, you know, it was guys like, you know, everybody knew Andrew Luck was going number one. So, okay, now we start the draft accordingly from there. You could build some sort of theory on where these guys are going to slot. Literally, Tony, if, 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 Cleveland, if Cleveland balks and doesn't take Miles Garrett and they don't trade out and they take – Trubisky at one, it throws everything into disarray. And or, the reason they can't take Mitch Trubisky, they can't. They can't they take can't. him because their history of missing with quarterback. Now again, I don't know whether Mitch Trubisky is going to be good or bad. He played one year at North Carolina, and that's all it's got to tell you, though, Tone. Yeah, but he, you could have one year guy. You got one year basketball players and come in and ready to play. Totally the problem if you're down. Cleveland. You can't take that chance. No way. You can't. After you, after you whiffed last year. That's what I was going to say. Your, tra- your track record as quarterbacks go, you can't miss. You can't anymore. Last year was the year they should have taken the quarterback because well, they, they had the chance to be a choice. They should have took, took Wentz. All they should have, but they traded. And now this year, if you Thank take you. a quarterback and this kid doesn't get it done, you got the problem with number one picks is you have to take that guy and he has to play. Yep. He has to be good. You can't say, oh, well, well next year we'll, we'll get rid of him and bring another guy in. 
This is the, that's how hard it is to get number one draft picks, and you can't keep missing. So we'll keep an eye on it. We'll hear from Steve Mariucci. We'll hear from Daniel Jeremiah. And we'll hear from Charles Davis coming up before the first pick is made. And let's go to the phones, though. Yeah, Tony, we got a few, we got a few lines up. But before we even go to the phones, why don't we give out the phone number first, too, for anybody who doesn't know it already? Robin gave it out, but we're going to give it out again. And we have some prizes, too. Yes, we do. Before we start the draft, we're not just going to be your typical show where you sit here and listen to a bunch of strappers just tell you, this is what I think, and let me give you my mock draft. Well, here's the thing, though. And all this other crap. And people, and people on Facebook and people listening to the show have been saying that, hey, you know, you guys do a great job of giving out prizes for people that live locally in Philadelphia. You know, what about the rest of us who live all over the country? Well, I took care of that for everyone. So now I got, I got a prize for, na- for, for nationally to give away also. So what is that prize? Since you put this together, Luigi, tell everybody what we have for them tonight. If you're the lucky contestant on Tony Bruno Draft Day Live. Well, as people know that... We, from the show, we, we are able to participate in these fantastic Cantina Laredo tequila dinners. Okay? Absolutely. So what uh, Brian Harmon did, the general manager over here at the Cantina Laredo King of Prussia, he's allowed us to give away up to $250 gift cards to any Cantina Laredo in the country. So if you call in, we're going to figure out how to give this away. We'll, we'll get, the, get together in a second. Um, you call in, you win, and they're going to mail you out a $50 gift card. But also, on top of that, for anyone who does here, live here locally, they're going to hit the jackpot because they're going to get a – they're going to get two tickets to the next Cantina te- uh, Tequila Dinner, which is June 1st. Right. Now, we're going to give one away. It's a little bit closer to the date, but we're going to give one, we're going to give one away today, which is about a month earlier. So we've been, uh, we've been given those. Then also, um, what else do we have? I think I have something else, too. Don't we have we got some Patriot Harbor lines, the boats in the water? I don't have it. You have that. Already. I got sorry. it. You know our buddy, Captain Walt. Captain Walt, the boats in the water. Yep. And if you want to come to Philadelphia like a lot of people are here this weekend, They'll be heading down to the Delaware River and down to jump on the Patriot Harbor lines. The boats are in there, the Liberty and the Patriot. It's a great, great 1920 recreation This year, I finally, yachts. finally want to do the, uh, the, the concert in front of the, in front of the uh, what, whatever EB&T it's called now. Center now. Is it, what, Formerly the Susquehanna now? Bank Center. Formerly the Tweeter Center. It keeps changing. It's so I'm not sure. It's the b Bank, okay. which is B-B-T Baltimore B-B-T Bank, Bank. But I want to I want to put together a special listener night. Um, we'll figure out some kind of special deal where we all get to go on one of the boats. Now, um, Luigi, have you been out yet? One of the Patriot Harbor Line boats, and we are going to have snacks and drinks, and we'll be right in front of the BB&T Center. How many and times have ironic, we Luigi? Ironically enough, do you know what today is? It's the anniversary of, of when they launched the new boat for Patriot Harbor Lines. was today. One year ago. Yes, when we went to the, to the press release for that. And we have... Um, and Luigi, by the way, Robin and I have been out to New Year's Eve cruises. Where, fireworks. where have I been, dude? We've been to the 4th of July multiple times on the Delaware River, yep. and you're basically right underneath the fireworks, as close as you are allowed to get yep. on the Patriot Harbor Lines boats. Fantastic. The Harbor of Philadelphia, they take you up and down the river. It's comfortable inside. they got air conditioning on one of the boats that's enclosed. The other boat is phenomenal also. You can go out your corporate outing, bachelor parties, bachelorette parties, birthday parties, divorce parties, whatever you want. Captain Walt and the crew will take care of business. You know, full bar on board, it's phenomenal. It's nope. just, it's, they'll take you right up to the SS New Jersey across the river in Camden. You'll go down and see the SS United States up close. You can't possibly do that anywhere else. You can't go see the SS. You can go see it no. on Columbus Boulevard and look at it, but he takes you right up so and close and next to it and gives you the history you of the boat. You get tuberculosis from, this, from the rust. No, there's no, no. rust on there. They cleaned that baby out. No, not, not on the Asbestos Jersey. is all gone. 
All gone? Now All you gone. can get up close and personal to the uh, the Battleship New Jersey, I mentioned that. No, but the United States. And that one does have rust on it. I accidentally hit that. There's no nerds on these cruises either. They're not allowed. Well, Unless you want to do a nerd prom and go on there. You can do that. Okay. Yeah, and go it's on still there. going. No, it's not. I, I turn okay, it down. It's down. It'll stop. Um, so, so we're going to give away tickets on one of the two yachts, the Immaculate 1920 Eras Consumer Yacht Consumer, commuter yachts. They're boats that are, that are built to replicate the yachts back in the 20s. Yeah, they're, they're super awesome. cool. They're super cool. It's yelling outside now. If you want that whole prohibition Gatsby feel, that's, that's exactly. what you're getting right there, man. They'll have flappers on there, strippers, whatever you need. You have to provide your own strippers, though. They will not uh, provide them for you. Well, you can so. call the New Orleans Saints. They can, make, they can take care of that for you. Yeah, too. this is not the Minnesota Vikings Lake Minnetonka That's cruise. What it was. Sorry, so it looks Minnesota like it's Vikings. Ryan Ramsick is up there right now. Well, you see what they're doing. They said that yep. they were going to bring the draft picks down the art museum steps. What they're actually doing, they have the red carpet at the top of the art museum where the entrance is, Luigi. Yeah. And there's just one little flight of stairs. So they're coming out of the art museum down the steps onto the red carpet from inside. Right. But they were at the Franklin Institute, and I then they take them over right, here. Right, the and original plan was that they were going to drive them up to the front, and they were going to walk up. This is like the But Oscars then because it became so crazy, there were so many people, they had to block off more and more and more streets that that did not become feasible. And so now they're shuttling the players up from behind Correct. through the uh, museum, I believe, and having them come out from the back. And Luigi goes out there and frisks them and wands them and then brings them down the, uh, the steps. Damn right. Meanwhile, let's go to the okay. phones, shall we? Reminder, if, you're, if you want to call in and talk to us, it is 717-363-TONY. 717-363-8669. i got to get this off my chest, man. I'm, I'm actually a little nervous right now. Why? I don't know, man. This is a, this is a big one. I mean, we've, we've done, I mean, done the Final Four, and we've done College National Championship, but this is, it's the NFL draft, man. This is, this is big. This is not, with all due respect, Luigi. Well, sorry, man. I'm sorry, Mr. Super Bowl. I'm sorry. I apologize. This is fun. Listen, for the fans, this is great. It. I love it. This man. is great. And I love coming out because I get to see all my friends and I get to talk to a lot of people. And Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this is, this is chicken liver, but this is huge now. This is, this is only the last couple of years where this has become as big as it is. And that's what the NFL does. That's what they do better than any other league. They know how to market and sell their product and get people on board 365 days a year. That's what it is. There's Tony. no offseason in the NFL. There's none. Now, we want to thank everybody that is logged in on both. Uh, Facebook we have, Live. Uh, we have Facebook Live, so there's people commenting there, um, which is Twitter. probably the easiest one for us to see because you can go back and forth right. and uh, scroll back and forth through it, and we, it doesn't get lost. We have Twitter. Um, we have Twitter, which uh, I can also respond to, and then we have Periscope Live and YouTube YouTube. Live. I didn't even realize that YouTube was live. Yep. I did not know that. The, the nice thing about YouTube is that it goes live, and then it immediately goes into our archives. So you can always rewatch it on YouTube. Beautiful. So we were watching it the other day with my mom, Mom Bruno, and she's like, well, how are you doing that? I said, Mom, you were here the other night when we were doing it. But she, she, she never saw what it looks like with the three screens and the, oh. the replay. But the greatest thing that was never caught on tape. I know. Oh, i got to blame Robin for that. I know. I feel so... I'm so mad at myself because I'm so used to like trying to go like, oh, that was a mistake. That was a mistake. Oh, Stop so, the tape. So here's what happened, just really, really quick in a nutshell. 
Tony, right after the show, he had to record a spot for a commercial, commercial and a spot. he is recording it. He's doing a fantastic, like normally we, Tony's known, his nickname is One Take Tony. I mean, he, That's he, what like, said. <laughs> he, he has a script, he records <laughs> it, boom, it's done. So we tell give everybody. Give me a little rest in between, like right. two minutes or so. So I set I'm up okay. all the equipment and uh, we yell out, you know, everybody be quiet. And we tell Mama Bruno, be quiet. My mom was watching TV she in the other room. She was watching TV. So Tony starts to record it, and he's literally like at the last line of the script. And all of a sudden, <laughs> Mama Bruno starts talking. She's like, um, and Tony was doing a special Mother's Day commercial for Nebraska. By the, I have to announce that. The Great Brazilian and, Steakhouse right, and in so Horsham. He's talking about all the different things at Nebraska, and all of a sudden, in the background, you hear Mama Bruno, who's listening, saying, oh, I love that. So, And then Tony goes, Mom, I'm doing a commercial here. But then, but then all, all you hear, you go, I'm sorry. <laughs> My mom was in another room. She was right behind the curtain. She was right behind. Because we the have curtain. the banner up behind me, it and then the living so room's funny. right there. But, like Tony turned around, like Mom, I'm in the middle, and then he couldn't even get mad. It was so it funny. Was, he start, we all started busting out. We all started laughing. busting up. Luigi literally on the, on the floor. Ground. And then laughing. Robin, Robin had worked with me through my entire career. I know. There would be no outtakes of mine because everybody that's ever run the tape, whenever I'm doing something, they would just keep it rolling. Well, I would. And so when I would screw up and use profanity, that's how we have all these outtakes. The problem is, is that for one. You couldn't hear her because there was no mic on her. But if her. you had left it on, we I may have know. had a good outtake. Not I that know. I care. You it, blew it, your chance I to get did. a good outtake. I Robin. did. I did. And I, I totally hate to do it. it again, but I have I to do it. it. As Harry Mays once said, Get out! Get out! Betty, right. get the goddamn phone. I, exactly. do, I actually do have with just you if you want to hear it. But, but not, let's get not, a phone. Yeah, let's go to the phones. People don't care about this crap. Let's go to the phones. All right, Tony, again, we have no screener, so we're just, I'm just going to give out the. the yeah, no swear word, no, no really bad I'm words, gonna okay, give out, people? I'm going to give out the area code in the last four digits. So, 262-6048, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, Tony, hey, guys. Uh, Greg calling in from uh, near Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Oh, And beautiful. I just wanted to say it's a great day to be a Wisconsin sports fan. Uh, because the Brewers are doing actually good this year. Mm -hmm. The Bucks are doing good. And as long as Ted, Ted Thompson doesn't take a nap and decide to throw darts at a dartboard before he makes his draft picks, <laughs> it's going to be a good NFL draft this year. So I'm just, I'm just hoping uh, Ted Thompson stays awake and, uh, wow. and it'll, be, it'll be a great NFL draft uh, this year. Um, I do have a question, uh, rather... Homework question for you guys. Where do you think the Packers are going to go in the draft? I think they probably need help with uh, wide receiver most of all, but I think they'll uh, probably do, um, if Ted throws darts at the dartboard, you know, it'll probably be defense and uh, things like that, um, But which I don't think we really need, but I don't know. What do you guys think? You know, it's it's so hard to tell because obviously they're not drafting in the top ten. I mean, do they even have a first round pick? Well, Tony, what's what's interesting here is that you know Green Bay, I think might be one of those teams that actually, if if Dalvin Cook slides past Philadelphia, could slide a little further back and could land in Green Bay. I mean, they are they are hunting for a running back. I mean, would you be opposed to to the uh, Packers drafting Dalvin Cook? Um, I I guess I I guess not. I mean. Delvin Cook would be fine. I don't know. Um, 
Yeah, but didn't they just didn't they just have the, didn't they just hit the reset the button players. on the running back position uh, after taking a, a, a pick in the first round a couple of years ago? And no, just well, unloaded Eddie, him? Eddie Lacy's out. Yeah, but He's I mean, Eddie Lacy the, was a first round pick. But what I'm trying to say to you is telling me that there is a need there. There is a need there for running back in but Green Bay. But maybe you get gun shy after taking Eddie Lacy, who then ate himself out of the out of out of your team. Yeah, I think the writing was on the wall for Eddie Lacy when that coming out of Alabama anyway. I think Dalvin Cook's a little bit of a different, you know, a little bit different different situation. I'm just saying, but. If he's asking specifically where Green Bay could go with this draft, I'm thinking that a possibility of Dalvin Cook sliding back and Green Bay would take him. I don't think he's going to be there because the Packers don't have a first-round pick. Yeah, they do. Where's the, Where are they picking? They pick 29th, Tony. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I got it on my second I said page. If he, slides, if he slides past. They're all the way down to 29. Right. So if he slides past New York, past the Giants, I think, I think conceivably – well, maybe Kansas City. He might land in Kansas City as well. How about a quarterback? Some of the mocks have them taking Trubisky at 29 if he's still there. Some of the mocks I've seen. That's what I'm saying. You can look at 50 mocks and have 50 different players taken by 50 different teams. That's how wide open it is. You know, there, there is an over-under now in Las Vegas on how many quarterbacks are going to go in the first round. And now it's three and a half. So if you think there's going to be four quarterbacks taken, do you think there's going to be four quarterbacks taken in the first round? Absolutely not. I don't think so, but who knows? There may be a run. Chicago needs a quarterback, right? The Packers have to start thinking about backup quarterbacks to groom for the future, right? Who else? The Bears, I mentioned them. Cleveland needs a quarterback. So there's gonna, I think at least three, I think at least three quarterbacks go in the first round. The problem, the problem with, with, Green, with Green Bay taking the wide receiver is I, I just I think first of all, Mike all right, Corey Davis is gonna be going by that time. Mike Williams conceivably should be going. John Ross will be going by then. The only next player there is, is Curtis Samuel. So I don't know. I think to reach for him at 29, I mean, he's a guy you can get in the second. So I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, to me, I, I think they're going to sit back and, t- and take best available at that point, and I don't think it's going to be a wide receiver, to be honest with you. Yeah, when you're drafting that late, chances are your guy's not going to be there. But you're going to have multiple guys that you can grab. So I wouldn't even be surprised if the Packers go, don't go running back and go quarterback. Quarterback, really? Yeah. To sit behind Rodgers right now? I mean, it's... Yeah. How many, you know how many quarterbacks have sat in Green Bay behind Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers and then went to other teams? A lot. A lot. So, anyway, I, I just, you know, it's 29. You tell me. You want a running back, a quarterback? What do you want? He wants, he wants to go up. He's looking for a wide receiver. You want a wide receiver? Yeah. I, I mean, I think, I think we need um, a good wide receiver. I mean, we, we have... Here's the thing is we have Kristen Michael. We have, you know, um, James Starks, who I believe is going to get healthy at running back. So I, I, I don't really think we need too much running back help. I, I would like to see a good wide receiver come in and, um, or, or a quarterback because I, I do think Rodgers, I mean, Brett Hundley is not the answer. No, I totally you know, agree with you there. For us. Brett Hundley, our our backup, you know, and and Aaron Rodgers is not invincible, you know. Olivia Munn can even tell him that right now because uh, they broke up. But um, Aaron Rodgers is not invincible, and so they're going to need some help, a a really good quarterback. I hear you, man. I would if I'm I'm the Packers, I'm taking either a receiver or a quarterback. I'm not taking a running back at 29. I'm sorry. 
listen, I, I would not I would not take a quarterback if I'm Green Bay at 29 because he doesn't help you this year. The Packers are built to win for the, in the next couple of years, Tony, not for down the line. They you need, gotta, a, play, you gotta have you need a guy who can impact you on the field today Brett for Hundley Green Bay. You think from UCLA is a quarterback of the future for the Green Bay Packers? Do you Packers? think Green Bay is sitting there thinking that Aaron Rodgers is going to get hurt and they're worried about running his backup? No, they're worried about getting him some damn help. That's the problem. Running back's the easiest they position got, listen, to me to fill the, in the, the NFL. Out, on the ounce, uh, listen, the easiest position to fill. Tony, they're already they're already set. You have Jordy Nelson who's, who's coming back healthy. Okay, Devontae Adams emerged emerged yep. this year. Okay, you have Randall Cobb who's still a dynamic player. Where's the problem, Tony? Where's the problem? It's at running back. They don't have a running back. James Starks is 135 years old. Christian Michael is outcast from Seattle. He's not the answer. The pick would be a running back for them. He makes the most sense. I don't really care who they pick. I'm just trying I'm not to tell gonna you. argue about it and yeah, scream. I'm just saying, you know what? I don't know Who's who they're going to pick. I'm fine. I don't know who they're going to pick. Nobody knows who they're going to pick. Nobody. He asked. Aaron Rodgers doesn't know who they're going to pick right now. Well, I'm sure he's you got think some Aaron Rodgers knows who they're going to pick. I'm sure he's got some influence on it. You think he does? Absolutely. I don't know. Anyway, great call, man. Thanks for checking in from uh, Milwaukee tonight in Wisconsin. And Thank not... you. I'll try to make it a better call next time. All right, beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, sir. There he has a call from the. What was his first name again? Uh, I am so. I, I'm so sorry. I was actually doing something here because the fact remember. that we are joined right now by an old friend. Is he here? Are we live? Are we live? Wait, turn Oops, his mic turn, on, turn ladies and gentlemen. On. The great Sean Brace, the Philly on. influencer. He's out there sweating. Wait a minute, is the mic plugged in? Let me make sure that extra mic's plugged in. I don't uh, have any control over the. Uh, it's not plugged in. I hate to do it to Robin right now, man. All right, now it should be plugged in. Are we, are oh, there you are. are. We are. looking live. We are looking live, ladies and gentlemen. The great Sean Brace. What's up, guys? From at Philly Influencer, follow him. Yes, please. But you're like slumming it today, though, man, right? This is awesome. TB, I am, uh, I am just in love with everything that's happening right now. <laughs> I, I just, I can't, like, and I'm not a draft, like, nut. Like, I know, you know people that just, we know people that can't be here live because they want to be in front of a TV screen. Yeah. But not me. Uh, you got to be with the people. You got to be just here because there's so much buzz in the air. Roger Goodell's walking around, getting booed. There's signs. There's cool, like there's crazy signs. There's a now sign. you're the one I just gave you credit because you were telling me about the airplane that was flying around yeah. here, right? There's an airplane right now. It was cruising through Center City skyline, and it said the following: um, City Hall loves sports, but hates our teachers. That's why I misquoted you, but I knew it was something about the city loves sports but doesn't like or hates the teachers. Cruised a through shot. the buildings. Shot at the uh, at the mayor and the administration. Who uh, and I don't want to turn this into a political no. show. But it's interesting because everybody always talks about an airplane flying. You know, whenever sports teams get mad, fire so and so. You know, whatever your, your political beliefs are, run. You know, rent a, get a billboard, rent a plane. Mayor Kenny, hello. Hello. Now, John, you have a lot of fans that are like, oh my gosh, like here, um, Andy Silfy says, Sean Braze, good to see him again. Absolutely. And you see him on Fox 29 on the weekends. Yes. Big follow him on Philly Influencer. Doing a lot of things right so now. So you got the you got the polo hat on. Yes, sir. But then you have a Lacoste shirt on though. Is that is cross cross promotion, cross brand? I, I, you know, I don't like to do the violation thing because yeah. we don't do that here. Can you wear a Loren red hat and a, a Lacoste alligator striped shirt? I don't know. I yes. don't know if you can. 
But I know this. These are the wrong shoes to wear. Yeah. That's for darn sure. Yeah. All right. I should have rocked some Air, uh, Nike Airs. No, 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 man. These loafers are or, or killing Reeboks, me. Or Reeboks. I'm like, do a little bit of everything. Yeah. You know, like have a different logo on every single piece of clothing. By the way, I saw that the new uh, Steph Curry shoes are not uh, selling the way they expected from uh, Under Armour. Really? Yeah, really? the Under Armour CEO said the, the shoe is not living up to the hype, or at least it's not selling what they thought they would no, I guess they're now, initially. They're you know what is an hour? Speaking of hats, though, you know what's still in the car? Well, we didn't bring it. I didn't bring my electric hat. It is what still in the car. Oh, I got one of During the greatest During one of the breaks, we'll have to ever. go get it. Except the car is a mile yeah. away from here, right? That's yeah. the one beauty part. Where the car is parked, you can get to it in five minutes where we're at. Wow. Because oh, we, we can man. go through the door that... And well, no, nobody Luigi, else can. I can, Luigi can go I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to wear this hat tonight during the draft. Okay. And one of these first round draft is going to want to buy this thing. Is going to drop at least one large on me for this hat. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. I'm telling you well, right no, now. Well, no, it's worth. It was when, when they more. were selling it at the Super Bowl. Uh, Tony got one. And I believe we saw online that it was like worth, what, 500 bucks or something like $450 that. $450 or something They're like a limited that. edition hat. And there was You'll only 86 of them made. Yeah, and I have yeah. one of them. We're and you know how when something becomes a collectible. Now, I only wore it for a couple minutes, so it still has the, the stuff on it. It still has the... Uh, the, the I can't wait to see it. I have, oh, no, I have you, man. no idea. I can't even it, guess right it, now. It's, and, and Robin somehow got it for me I know. at the Super Bowl. Miss Robin. And everybody, everybody that saw it's like, right? dude, I got to have that hat. Sean, it's a badass hat, I'm telling it's you. It's badass, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling, telling you right, right now. I can't wait to see it. It's very cool. I'll tell you what. It's I, electric. I saw, so Yogi, Yogi. Yeah, thank you. I saw the other day that you were like, we're going to be down on Radio, Radio Row, and I was excited, man. I love everything that you guys have been doing. Uh, I check out the Periscope all the time when you guys are up. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's, it's just great. And then I hate to say it like this because I don't mean it like this. What happened at ESPN, I think, tells you where it's going. Exactly. And you guys are way ahead of the curve. So... And, you know, I think that there is still room for radio stations as long of as they there figure is, out. Of course there is, but it's free. Yeah. But, as, <laughs> uh, but let me finish the sentence. As long as they figure out how to incorporate the digital world. And I think that there's been such a pushback from radio stations yep. that even when they say that they're doing, they're not really doing it. Nope. They are replaying their shows on a digital format. But they're format. embracing and it more and more now. Yeah, the resistance absolutely. is, so to speak, not that other resistance. <laughs> this resistance <laughs> is going away because stations realize that a lot of people are listening online. And yes. people want to be, be they're involved. They're at the desks. They and don't have radios at their desks anymore. Well, and this yeah. is one thing that you have always been pushing from day one is you have always wanted your fans to be a part of the show. A lot of hosts, for whatever reason, have been pushing back on that. They, they, they want to be in that little bubble, and you've never been one to have... My bubble burst a yeah. long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You like bubbles, but you don't want to be in oh, one. I didn't bring my bubble machine I tonight, either. I did. You, you've been <laughs> slacking today, Tony. I, no, I, I'm a bubble machine collector. <laughs> he is, I am. He's a, he's a bubble fanatic. I just seriously. got a new one, too, from our buddy from uh, from Evansville, Indiana, so get this, town. Get this. We have friends that come into town. What do they bring? They bring bubble. a bottle of wine. And, and a, a bubble, bubble machine. machine. Yes. <laughs> and I got a new one, Luigi. You didn't see it yet, did you? My nope, new bubble machine. What do you got? It's not as good as my Mickey Mouse one, though. That's the greatest one ever. I got a Mickey Mouse one from Disney World. It this thing spits more bubbles in in seconds than any uh, machine ever. It. Lawrence Welk didn't have as many bubbles on his <laughs> show back in the Welk. day, which are still being aired, by the way, on PBS. Did I you know that? that? Uh, yesterday, I saw you sitting down <laughs> with Steve Mariucci, and I know that's your boy. I know you guys are longtime friends. Uh, when is the bocce ball game, and, and are you guys just going to celebrate Red Wine Friday tomorrow? Is that what you guys are doing? 
Yes, we're going to do that, as nice. we always do. <laughs> it doesn't have to be Friday anymore, no, though. Right it's like red that. wines every night in our nice. house. <laughs> but uh, Steve Mariucci, we, we're going to play that interview. We yes. haven't played it yet. Talking bocce it's and great. talking draft. But bocce is always the first topic because he has, the, he has a huge tournament every year. That's great. Steve Mariucci and John Madden have a big tournament in the Bay Area every single year. 19 years now it's been running. And they've collected over $7 million for charities. It's, original. it's an original <laughs> idea. It is. It's a great tournament. I mean, John Madden and I did the very first ever live broadcast of bocce on radio in San Francisco. You an afternoon drive. How much I was the play-by-play guy. John Madden was the color comment. How many people can say that? I don't and, know. And Mooch said that uh, Madden was sucked at it. <laughs> 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 what I, I want to know is how much action was laid on the side for that game. That's yeah, what I want to know. Probably. No, it was, it's a lot of fun. I, mean, I always love doing that a kind of crazy stuff. And actually, I, I got to tell you, I, I mean, I don't want Tony's head to get any bigger, but Tony's actually really good at bocce. Yeah? yeah. I won the championship. That's a great game. I went out there and won, and I hoisted the trophy. Me. Did you see the size of that trophy? Uh -huh. It's like this big. Right? No, no, that's the one they give you to take home. <laughs> oh. It's a little cup with a bocce ball in it, signed by John Madden and Steve Mariucci and my teammates. But the big trophy, they don't, you don't get to keep that. They put that in the uh, in the glass case at the Campo de Bocce in Livermore, California, and all the little you know it has the little plaques for Wait, each year I who won. That. How many years? It's like ago the Stanley Cup. You don't get it to take it home unless you're a player and you take it to a strip club. Yeah. You know, and then you take Hello. it to, to yeah, Avalon when you're a flyer. Now, this year is the we're 19th. At the OD. Year. <laughs> <laughs> this year is the 19th year. Yes. Next, Next year, year, we're going back for the 20th we're anniversary. We're definitely going back. Going They've been back? asking you to going come back. back, to back Cali, for I'm going Owen. back to Cali. They've back been to asking Cali. you for the last couple of years, but uh, I got to go back and relive the great moments. Yeah, he said that you cannot miss next year. No, so. I won't. I'll be there because it's June 7th. It's too soon. I can't. I can't get a get good airfare now to go to San Francisco in a month. Can I? So I know you guys are back here. So I just want to take you a little bit out front to some of the things that I saw. Um, now I saw you on the red carpet out there. Yeah, you know, and that that's that's something. You know, that red carpet is a whole. Like, it's just crazy. Like, that's Hollywood. That's Oscar-esque. That's what yeah, it really is. Because Robin and I have seen a million red carpets. This one, I mean, there, there, there wasn't any room for reporters on there. I've no. never seen as many cameras and reporters People. all scrunched together trying yeah. to get an interview from Carl Weathers. <laughs> Yes. What did he yell out as Apollo Creed, Luigi? Well, he's the Count of Monte Festo, Tony. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he is the King of Sting. You know what I'm saying? The man's retired more men than Social Security, Tony. Let's give, let's give, him, let's give him some respect. That you know is a saying? great line. Come on, man. That is a great line. And uh, Jaws said a couple weeks ago that Sly was supposed, supposed to yeah, be Yeah, why? Here. I asked at the beginning of the show, how is Stallone not here? That. That's how? what he said. Jaws said he's, he said he's probably going to be here. Now, he was here He was here for the film. Maybe the, for he's the not announcing. Oh, that would well, make sense. For the yeah. film in a Creed, he was all through that museum and all over Absolutely, the place. Absolutely, yeah. But I'm saying the guy's from here. He's filmed this. He made he made his entire stardom here yeah. from those steps. He should be here front and center for this. Well, you know They've been though, playing up to it, it the whole year. I mean, well, the whole time. He is not making a big deal out of it ahead of time because if that Surprising. were to happen, there would be so crazy. I mean, it would be even more crazy. So, than so how about is. this? Picture this. What do you got? From the movie uh, Alf. Remember right. the scene? <laughs> Picture this. Yes. <laughs> Roger Goodell yes. doesn't come out for the first pick. It's Sly. Sylvester oh, Stallone, Tony. and they can't boo. They can't then all boo. of a sudden, the crowd Plot goes crazy. Twist, yo. Plot That's twist. brilliant. How yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. Plot twist. Right? Would that be great? Could, Roger Goodell doesn't get booed for coming out and announcing the first pick in the NFL draft. It's Sylvester Stallone. It would be the first time Quietly, ever. Yeah. without anybody knowing. Him, are we booing? Are we brilliant. booing Roger, you think? Oh, so he yeah. kidding me? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is the Pope, is there did the Pope just get a Michigan helmet from Jim Harbaugh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, he did. Exactly. Yes, he did. Did yeah. you see that the Pope got a Jim? Uh, Jim Harbaugh went to the went to Rome. Fresh Jordans. Yeah, like that's that's like 
It just blows my mind that Michigan's like, yeah, we're driving, we're gonna fly to Rome. Like, what's that price tag gonna exactly. cost Michigan? You know, to go to the Vatican, they go give them some Jordans. Probably the same price as Jordans, did, yeah, depending right. on which which area. The Pope could get Jordans probably free, right? I don't know, man. Big, depends man. on the release date, bro. You, you gotta wait a lot like everybody else, man. <laughs> so what, now you've been down on the yes. Parkway. Because the fans are, I mean, it's its massive down there, it's right? It's incredible. This is a mini uh, football village, and it's so cool. I've never really been one to embrace other opponents' jerseys, but I just love the fact that you see every team represented. Yep. You know, of course, you, one of my favorite videos I've gotten so far is this cowboy fan running around with a cowboy hat, black dude. I get him. I'm like, come here, man. And we go, yeah. I go, where are you from? And he goes, uh, Delaware. <laughs> 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 I'm like, man. But he had like, D. he not a, he didn't have a day. He had an actual cowboy actual hat cowboy on, hat. not so, a Dallas cowboy no. hat. It was a cowboy yes. hat. There you go. Yeah. And then he had a cowboy jersey yeah. on, right? Whose jersey you have on? Uh, I think it was Zeke's. I think it was Zeke. Was and I Zeke? went up to him and I'm like, "Come on, man, where are you from?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm from Delaware." And he pointed he pointed down to Fishtown. I'm like, "Dude, the other way, yeah, the other way, Columbus, other way." Jesus. Well, I mean, you got to give him credit. You shouldn't know where he is. He's a Dallas Cowboys fan from Delaware, so he has no idea where he is. Well, that's pretty far south from here. Well, no, but you look. Around. It's like you got guys standing in Carson Wentz jerseys. You got people with Detroit Lions jerseys next to them. I mean, people from awesome. everywhere. All and all 32 NFL teams are represented here. Yep. Heavy man. Very there was cool. a there was a very a very large Washington Redskins contingent when we were checking in for the media credentials. Nothing, it was uh, Redskins and Chicago Bears. Yeah, they're like, all, like they came people the came same from bus, all over man. the country. This is I should have rented my house out as an Airbnb man. I and made some cash. I got to work tomorrow, man. I got to work tomorrow. I'll be inside the building tomorrow. As soon as I'm done at five o'clock, I'm coming out throwing the credentials on. I'm going to nah, experience the whole I'm thing. I'm going to talk to your employer. And do what? I'm going to be like, Mama Mama Robin. I'm going to say, you know what? No, I'm calling in. Luigi's sick tomorrow. Yeah. I'm call, keeping call, him call home. Well, call Wells Fargo and make a deposit for the, for now, the day. Work. As they do the overhead shot on NFL Network, as Get we're that, still man. over an hour away. So in front of the uh, the stage, which is the art museum like steps, there. there's those are those are reserved seats, right? Those are folded folding chairs, right? So you actually got a stage in front of Correct. the actual stage, and there are seats, and now there's a ton of people lined up. They're seat fillers, and they don't know how many will be sitting there. So there's ah. about five, no, probably about a thousand people lined up in a straight line outside wow. here, waiting to go to their seats. Uh, wow. But I will say this: if they do get a seat, you got the best. Oh, it's unbelievable. Town. It's That's awesome. And then behind that, for people who don't know the city, for example, when the Pope was here, the parkway goes, it goes back like 10, like a mile, yep. all the way back to the uh, Logan Circle, beyond there, all the way to City Hall. And so I remember being here with my mom for the Pope's Mass, and it was a massive humanity. That's what it's going to be, and it goes all the way back from the Art Museum, which is the, the front part of this, and then it goes all the way back. So people don't have to pay nope. to actually mingle behind the so-called reserved season sure. tickets. Of the of those people who are, because they picked season ticket holders from all the the, the teams mm. to actually get some of those seats in front. That's the number one question I'm getting: is if I don't have tickets, can I still enjoy it? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's, there's TVs, so much screens stuff. everywhere. So come on down. Speaking and there's food. And there's it. all these other things that you can do too. There's like you can you can run a forty. You know, and then, I'm doing that tomorrow. You're going to run the 40? Yeah, if you go outside, I'll be drinking a 40 yeah, out there. Yeah, you will. 40 on the outside. Yeah. They do have bootleg T-shirts <laughs> happening right now, $10. Bootleg T-shirts? <laughs> what do we, what do we call those, though? Bobo shirts. Yes, they're the Bobo, Bobo shirts. Bobo T-shirts. Um, can you pick me up a Kevin Cobb uh, throwback <laughs> out there? Right there. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you can find yourself a nice Reno Mahi jersey out there somewhere. <laughs> 
Now we're talking. Right. Now we're talking. Sean Brush, so you're not so you're just chilling though. You're not doing any TV stuff here, no, right? No, no TV stuff, you know, um, periscoping. Yeah, just doing everything really for for just putting all everything I'm getting on phillyamateur.com. So uh, if for all the people out there if you wouldn't mind checking it out, I'm working hard today. Greatly appreciate your support, man. Yeah, because I wanted to go out there with the people on the parkway, but we're setting up equipment and getting everything lined up. Yeah, yeah we were having issues because of all the different technology that's here. It's always kind of a, a crapshoot to see how good stuff is going to But we're near run. the dessert table, which yes, is all man. And so we were having telephone issues, big surprise. And um, <laughs> so we were working on that instead of getting to go out and do some live periscoping. Press the flesh and kiss babies Damn. and slap we're, backs. We're going to go an out outrage. when the sun goes down. So yeah. We'll go out when the sun goes when down. When the sun goes down. Yeah, we'll probably take just a tiny, tiny break at some point. Got to. How Every, long Because everybody has to have a potty break anyway. Yeah. The porta potties are nice though here. Yeah, they, are. Uh, they want they want upscale. Speaking of nice, I will just say this, and I was not allowed in. I tried to finagle my way in, but you have to have an H instead of a P on your pass. Really? The Bro. VIP joint out there is unbelievable. Exactly. I mean, I mean, did you tell them? Do you, do you know who? You need pull them. You know who you I am. You can drop that line. Exactly. I can't. Do you yeah. know who I am? I go. Do you know who I am? No. no. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. And Luigi works here in the art museum. I got all the clearance in the world. They don't care. That is great. Unbelievable, uh, man. Guys, I appreciate a couple minutes. So you're going to be doing more periscoping yes. out there? I'm all over, man, and uh, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. I'm loving it. You've been walking around. Where, where can we get some alcohol around here, man? Well, you got the, the Draft Tavern, which okay. is on the other side. I mean, you basically can see it. Oh, I will tell you. All right, so now they're just opening up a bar right here. Can't miss it. Go I won't miss here. it. Is right it a media right bar? Here. It's 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 going to be open up to the people. Is it a cash bar? It's definitely yeah. It's a cash. Oh, bar. I ain't doing no so cash bars, man. No cash. In Houston, they had media bars, man. Absolutely, they were pouring, right? Yeah. Every day, man, they were that's pouring beer and wine. Yeah. No, no All hard alcohol. Long, no, that's that's yeah, actually they vodka did. too. They had a vodka. They were I mean, doing they double were, vodkas, man. Um, yeah, and, and then they the had NFL chintzing on the draft else. without the free media booze. It's an outrage, man. It is an outrage. Well, you got hot chocolate and coffee and cake right behind you, so you got that all day. I want booze. Guys, I love it. Thank you very much I for coming. And a newlywed, Sean Brace. Yes. you got to follow yes. us. you got to check out his wedding Sean. pictures on Please. Facebook, right? Yeah. Thank you. Is yours a private or is a public thing, your Facebook, that people oh, can see? It's public, yeah. So people yeah. can check out all your wedding pictures. And I pictures. don't know how he did it, but let me tell you, his <laughs> wife is gorgeous. I mean, seriously. And you got married like, on the beach where? In Key West. Key West? Yeah. Was that a yeah. Key? I I'm thought you were in the tropics. I'm trying to do a weekend in Key West. Unbelievable. I love Key West. Oh, Key Robin West and I go there all the time. It's, it's, it's Philadelphia. Well, not for two years. In, yeah. in, like, in Florida. You know, Pat, Pat Croce, your guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Croce's We stayed in Pat's place after a- I left my job at the 97.5. <laughs> yes. Croce's. Or after I was shown the door at yeah. 97.5, more accurately. <laughs> That's what they do there. Exactly. <laughs> and then Robin and I went to Key West, and Pat called me and says, hey, why don't you stay in my place? Go down to Key West for a week. And we did. Well, he's, he's a legend. Obviously, he's a legend. Did you go to the goes. Pirate Museum? Well, uh, it's actually no, it's in St. Augustine yeah, now. I went, no, I, I went there. I did get absolutely schnookered at his bar. At the Rum Barrel? Yes, yeah. at the Rum Barrel. And he owns the other one, too. The Green Parrot, he owns that, too, now. And does he own the Green Parrot? Yeah. yeah. like the oldest bar in he Key West. Owns, yeah, he, he owns, owns like, like five bars five in Key bars. West now. He's, he's, Pat's he's, taking over Key West. He's going to own all of Key West before long. The coolest thing. Pat's Island, man. The coolest thing at his bar was, so it was the night before my rehearsal. So it was Thursday night. Everyone came through. And my, my one of my good friends plays the guitar. And the guitar player was so cool and laid lay back. He was just shooting the breeze. And he's like, yeah, you want to come up and play? Oh, very cool. So me and my boy, we used to just sit in North Carolina and just drink and sing Hank Williams. And we did that. Nice. We sang <laughs> Hank Williams. I know oh, who, please tell I know me who, there's video of this. Country boy can survive. 
I know who he is now because I went to the Country Music Hall of Fame when I was in Nashville. Yes. I know who that is now. There you go. You didn't know who Hank Williams was? I know who Hank got, Williams got was. got fired by ESPN yeah, because exactly. he was a racist, <laughs> even though they ran his theme song for 20 years. He was doing NHL updates. All his rowdy overnight. friends are now yeah. no longer accepted <laughs> around here, around these parts. Uh, you guys continue to have one hell of a broadcast. Sean Brace, let me give him a roaring round of applause there. You got it? Give him a roaring round of applause, man. Best of luck, guys. I'll talk to you guys later. Go Birds! Exactly right. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We got it all covered here. See you, Beautiful. See, I should have had the shorts on today. I had my camo shorts me, on today. Dude. You could have had the nice shirt and shorts on underneath. Nobody would have known. Exactly. I could have had flops. nothing on underneath. You could have done like uh, Romanowski. Like Romo, yeah. I could have had flip-flops. He wears it all year long. Flip-flops, I wore jeans. Shorts. I said, I said you know, I, I, I get dressed up at some events. Like when we're yeah, yeah. Super Bowl, some of the parties, you got to wear you got to wear shirt That's what you get dressed up for. Me, I, I take the excuse for actually, I don't know, trying to show some pride Luigi, when it comes to work. Luigi orders like shirts and ties and suits no, to I go don't. to these events. He's I like a woman suit. going to a wedding. He's got to buy a coordinating outfit, shoes, everything, man. <laughs> what are you talking What's about? What's the matter with you? All I did was buy the tie. Ridiculous. I'm doing another way. My niece is getting married in two weeks. I'm not. I'm not renting a tux. I have my own I don't know tux. What, just, I, I've had a tux for I 20 years, and I wear the same tux. tux to every event. I seriously, I don't know what I'm going to do because a lot of this is a uh, evening wear. Like I have to wear a full gown. All right, and so, uh, Robin, I don't mean to cut you off. We did have a couple of people that were holding before Sean got on. Yeah. Some people did drop off because we got a long, little long window with them. Uh, but if they want to call back in. What do you mean got a long window? We covered a lot of ground. No, Sean was, that's what I'm saying. We, we was on for a little while. People were holding for a bit. So if they want to call back in, 717-363-TONY. Sorry. Now, we got our buddy Kenny Jones at uh, Jericho Kenny on Twitter saying, Green Bay could take Mixon at that point. Do you think they would take Joe Mixon see, that's down I, there? See, that's what I'm saying. I, Dalvin Cook could, could theoretically slide back if he gets past New York. That's what I think. And I was going to mention while we were on air, I was going to mention... With the gentleman who called I don't Milwaukee. think Dalvin Cook's. There's no way Dalvin Cook lasts to 29. No, I don't think no he's going to. No chance. I, I said if he, if he got past New York is what I think. However, what I was going to say with the gentleman that called in from Milwaukee was, would you be okay if they took the shot with, all, with a guy like Mixon despite all the issues and all the stuff that's going on? Because, Tony, let's be real. You put all that other stuff aside, talent-wise, this guy's a home run for anybody. And he'd be a home run for this Philadelphia Eagles team. But personally, I wouldn't take him. With all the other, with with everything that's going on, I wouldn't touch him. However, on a talent, talent, talent-wise, yeah, he should be gone. Absolutely, there's he no should, doubt he about it. Absolutely, be and gone. That's, Tony. A, that's unfortunate because this guy is, you he's know, a top perfect fit for a lot of teams. Tony, absolutely. The is. thing is, though, is that I, what I can't stand is the people that have this thing called selective morality. When they'll sit there, nobody and go, plays the selective more. No one rips selective morality more than I do. Right. Well, you have guys who sat there, people in this town, who'll go, well, there's no way. There's no way. Knowing what I know about that guy, Dalvin Cook, there's no way I can sit back and take him in the first round with number 14. You mean Joe Mixon? I mean Joe Mixon. Okay. I'm sorry. Sitting there taking There's no way I could take Joe Mixon in the first round with the 14th pick. No way. But listen, if he's sitting around a third, I got to take a shot. Oh, no, yeah. No, 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 no. It's either he's good enough to draft at 14 or you don't draft him at all, Tony, based on the way you believe. You can't sit there and have selective morality, but depending on what what round you get the but guy in, it depends in, if it on what your the, team. It, 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 so a guy either, smoking weed or no. a guy with a, a urine sample right. that that was uh, diluted. Listen, all I'm saying is are is, not major issues. But when you have potential, a guy who could potentially correct, be charged with a crime, that's what I'm saying. That's the Tony. concern. That's what I'm saying. So, but also, it's a lot of people sit there. They they talk themselves out of what they feel is right morally, depending on whether they can help the guy. You know, they can help your football team. But but to, sit, but to sit there and say, there's no way I can take him in the first round, but if he slides back to me in the second, I'll take him then. 
Why? Because it's, it's not okay to take him in the first round because, God forbid, you, because it's wrong for what he did. But if he gets past the first round, it's okay. We can, we can wash those sins away. Now, no, I agree. BS, I totally BS, agree man. with you. It's total told, BS, dude. But somebody's going to take him if he drops because yeah. he's too good to turn up. But if you take him in the second or third round and something goes wrong and he, and he can't play because of right. legal now, it's issues. Not like, it's not like a Conley who, who you don't, this guy might be going to jail. So you can't, I mean, forget the first round. This guy's probably not going to get drafted. No, he'll get drafted. I don't know, Tony. I mean, the guy might be going to prison. Who I may knows? be going to prison, but somebody will draft me. Well, you know what? Let's find out the guy on the line. Maybe, maybe he'll draft you. I got some calls coming up here. All so right, and we're going to hear from Daniel Jeremiah because I need some deep, deep draft why knowledge. Why, as I said, we, we've ignored the phones for a little bit. Why don't we take this phone call, and then we'll, we'll run down Daniel Jeremiah. Robin, is that cool with you? Absolutely. Let's go, to, let's go, to, uh, let's go back to the phones. Rock and roll. Again, I'm going to give the area code, which is 484, and the last four digits, which is 3974. Caller, you're on the air. Hello. Hello? Oh, wait, I heard That's about What you. up, Bruno? Oh, is that Jose? He snuck one in with the 484 area. Yeah. What up, man? What up, Art Museum? Not for much. What up, Miss Robbins? What up, Luigi's? What up, Jose? What up, what Benjamin up? Franklin Parkway? Ben, if Ben were here today, he and would be electrified. He'd be woke and he'd be lit. Damn right. Let me tell you that right now. He'd be lit. <laughs> He wouldn't even need a kite to be lit on the parkway tonight, man. <laughs> Not at if all. If I was at the parkway, I'd be sitting at your tent. Exactly right, man. Now, what will you be doing during the draft? Are you listening I'll to the be... podcast for our exclusive coverage? And then have the TV on, but the sound down. I'm listening. I have the TV watching the draft and listening to the greatest podcast on the face of the planet. Thank you very much. That's a good job out of you, Jose. We trained you well, my friend. Thank you, Luigi. <laughs> Thank you. Let's get to the business. Let's get down to the business. Number one. Can we give Joe's one of those for not appearing on tonight's podcast? I hate to do it to Joe. I hate to do it. I just have the feeling that Joe is, is too nice a guy to say he didn't want to come here. I think he doesn't want to get within 50 yards of that Rocky statue. Because then people would say, oh, you're near the, you always rip Rocky, but you're near the Rocky no, statue. I don't get it. I do not, a, I'm sorry. I don't understand. How would you not this is a want once to in a see lifetime behind the scenes stuff and have access to everything? How do you say mm -hmm. no to that? you got a free buffet. No. <laughs> well, we're at the buffet. Food. We're sitting right at the buffet. Exactly. I may start charging cover. When some unsuspecting people come in and don't know that exactly, it's free, exactly I may right. say, hey, $5. You know how you go into a press box and they, they have to pay now? Yes. Uh, you know, that's $10, but you can eat anything you, know you want. Yeah. During the break, I'll make a bunch of box lunches ready to go. Exactly. For <laughs> seven we got takeout. We got last of the quantity. Come on up and get some fresh lasagna. And we got some Jamelli, too, vegetarian Jamelli. Yeah, which is nice. Love her. You know Jamelli? <laughs> I've never seen her perform. <laughs> She'll be a cheerleaders with Joe later on tonight sure. after the draft. And some of these some of these draft picks, I probably. What up, cheerleaders establishment? Exactly right, man. Let's get down to the business, Jose. Okay, let's go. Number one, what up, Dodger Stadium this weekend, Bruno? There's our beloved fighting field take a six-game winning streak to the West Coast. Yeah, heading Carter out to Road L.A., Club. they're going to play the Cubs. The Dodgers, the Cubs, and then the Nationals the again. Dodgers. When is the schedule going to get soft? The Dodgers. The Dodgers. Yeah. What up, Chavez Ravine? Exactly right, man. Exactly right. You know your greater Los Angeles area. One of my area. favorite stadiums. It is still, and I yeah, said, you know, why, you know me. That's where you put me. There's, no, the there's, there's no stadium 
I mean, obviously, Wrigley Field and Fenway are special places because they're, they're legendary and they're ancient. But Dodger Stadium is old, too. Mm-hmm. Yet you go there, you would never know that this is a stadium that's been around since the 60s. I mean, since the 60s, stadium, yep. there, have been, there, are, there are cities that have torn down two stadiums in the time that Dodger Stadium has been there. It's always in great shape. The, the, you know, it's just clean, and it's a beautiful place. It really is. The palm trees, even though it's not in, you know, it's in a, it's in a, it's in a tough neighborhood, Dodger Stadium. You know, it's not in, like, some beautiful yeah, no. bucolic suburban area. But just sur- It's Dodger Stadium, yo. It yeah. is Dodger Stadium. It is. It is not in a nice neighborhood, but the but the stadium itself is nice. Yeah, the stadium's beautiful. It's beautiful, and when you enter, you're actually entering from the upper deck when what? you go into the right. stadium. So you descend. Yes. Yes, you exactly. The parking lot when you go up there and you go, especially the press box area, the press level, it's the, the absolutely top of the stadium. I heard that's the hardest part to get in and out of the stadium is through that parking lot. So that's that's the toughest part. Of the yeah, because you go through neighborhoods. You're going through. <laughs> it was like the old Franklin Field, like the old. Uh, well, going to well, when you go to what you call? We just go to old uh, um, Connie Mack Stadium. No, not even that. Just going to um, to Yankee Stadium, which was in, which was in yeah, the yeah, Yankee Stadium. Is still Shea, tough. Shea, Shea was a little rough when you go to parts of Queens. Exactly. It's not exactly the prettiest place in the world. I was outside. I was at when, when before Shea got torn down. We went to go watch. A, we went to go watch a game. But Glavin was pitching for the Mets. My buddy Mike and I, we ended up on it was 133rd and Frederick Douglass Boulevard at a White Castle at 4 o'clock in the morning. Dude. Eating burgers on this guy's Force Fusion. Let me tell you something right now. We were the only two Caucasians within nine, 900 nautical miles, man. That was, a, that was a scary situation right there, bro. Dude. By the way, my, I did not. The ponytail picture that's been posted <laughs> is a, was a mock pony. I did it's, not it's do it. It's fake news, man. I, oh. I, I, it is fake and very fake news. I didn't, I didn't uh, cut my – I finally cleaned my head up. I didn't shave for a couple of weeks. And I told everybody I was going to do the long gray ponytail hippie thing. And then people were freaking out and making pictures of me with the fake ponytail. Well, Barbecue Beef Balboa was one that that was really good. And I have to give it up to him, by the way, because he, out of all the people, was the only one to figure out something. I posted a photograph of a caterpillar that I said I found in South Philly, and I put it out there saying, hey, does anybody know what kind of caterpillar this is? And I got tons of response going, oh my gosh, no, I don't recognize it. Um, There was people that were saying, oh, it's a hairy caterpillar. Those could be poisonous, be careful. Unbe- but he- somebody came up with somebody's beard that looked like it. Who was it? There was it a was picture. barbecue beef Balboa. But no, it- whose beard was it that looked like that? Oh, he's It was a celebrity. He- no, it was Andy Reid. It was Andy Reid's mustache. Right. I think that the, the Andy. So- Even though Andy Reid's got more of a reddish color to it. Right. But you and know what, Barbara, you know what it was? Enjoy the wind, man. Did you know what it was, uh, Jose, what the actual uh, furry thing was that looked like a caterpillar? Did you uh, think- No idea, sir. It was the clippings that Robin took the hair buzzer and buzzed the top of my head right. and collected it all. And it and she made it into what looked like a caterpillar, a long thing, but it was all gray and white and gray and dark hair. Robin, and it looked like a caterpillar. It's that, hysterical. That is like psychopath behavior, right there. You know that, right? No, no, no. But it was, but it was really funny. And only one person, one person, barbecue beef Balboa out of Los Angeles. He's the only one that was paying attention enough to figure out that we were talking about the long hair, that it was sort of gray and white, and then that I was uh, doing the haircuts, South Philly haircuts. I opened my little Miss Robin salon and gave a haircut to uh, Mama Bruno and then uh, shaved your head. 
And then suddenly, this uh, mysterious caterpillar arrived, and he figured it out. Now, I have to find out one other question before we get back down to the business, Jose. I didn't get why how he, go, how he goes barbecue beef, because he has a picture of Rocky Balboa as his avatar, right? Barbecue beef Balboa? Yes, he does, Tony. Right. But where did he come up with barbecue beef that, Balboa? Maybe yep. he just likes barbecue, he likes beef, likes Balboa, put it all together. I'll um, have to ask him one time yeah, the next his, time His Twitter it. handle says, um, God, Dallas Cowboys, L.A. Dodgers, humor, foodie, pets, tech, sarcasm, hyperbole, bring a sense of humor, and a side of guacamole. Which doesn't tell me anything, actually. Right. <laughs> well, obviously he loves exactly. food. Yeah, well, no, I know that, but I'm saying I, don't, I still don't get the barbecue beef part. Not that anybody doesn't love barbecue beef. I, I you know what I'm saying? I don't get it. I don't get it either. We'll have to ask him. We'll have him call in tonight. All right, look, how about, all right so, Jose, we were breaking down the Phillies, but I need your prediction right now. Everybody's got a mock draft. With the 14th pick in the NFL draft, who do your Philadelphia Eagles select tonight? Out of Stanford University, number five, Christian McCaffrey. He'll be on side. Will he still be there Stanford at 14? University. You know what? I agree with you, man. If he's there at 14... I'm taking Christian McCaffrey. Get him. We saw Coach David Shaw yesterday, and he's not. And I don't want to hear he's not a three-down back. He's not a 20-carry back. He doesn't have to be. Don't need to be. You can line him up at any position on the field. He's the best route runner of any player, any offensive player in this draft. Did you know that? Tony, I, I've been on record by saying I want offense. That's what I want in the first round. I'm not. I'm not reaching for a corner. Where oh, another news, of... Bruno. Yes. Uh. The greatness of the Raiders made some big headlines by luring. Oh, it's all about that action, Bob. Yes, they did. Retirement. It's official now. He is going back to Cali from Cal, of course. The great beast mode will be back in action for your Raiders. And I saw today out of Vegas, the Raiders are now uh, 10 points. The, the Raiders over under on wins and losses up to 11 now. Ele- they're an 11-win team. Carr going to come back completely healthy from that injury? Yes, he should. <sighs> I don't know. The Raiders 10-11 win team man. this year? Yeah, he's a stud, but he got he was hurt pretty bad there. But he doesn't day. have to be there every down back, too. They no, no, can no, no, mix no, him no, up. No, we're not talking about Lynch. I'm talking about Carr coming back from the injury. Oh, yeah. Der- no, Der- Derek Carr has to come back. They're not going to win 10-11 games that's without what, Derek that's Carr. That's what I'm saying. That no, still, he'll be fine. As great as Khalil Mack is, that defense is still a little suspect, man. Don't get some help. 11, but, uh, speaking, of the ra- speaking of the greatness of the Raiders, Bruno's um, – they played Christmas night, yo. Yeah, Eagles Raiders. I know. The Ra- Eagles Raiders here, Christmas night. That could be awesome, man. You know I'll, I'll be, be there. Wearing that, that. I'll be wearing my um, my number 24 jersey. I'll be drunk Santa Claus, and I will encourage people to boo me as long as they give me booze first. You're people, you're I want two kinds of booze. I want booze and, and booze. then get booed because I can stumble out onto the field like the original Santa Claus who got booed because he was a drunken, no-good Dirty, lousy, rotten bastard pretending to be Santa Claus, yeah. which is why he was booed. They, yep. won't be throwing, they won't be throwing snowballs at you, Tony. Don't worry. Well, if there's snow, they will. Trust no, me. Pretty much. Yeah. If there's snow or ice, they well, will be, it will be tossed. Well, if you're walking out past Young, you're free game. It doesn't matter what you are. <laughs> why do you, you, you think the Pope came when it was nice out? <laughs> <laughs> you can't take a chance. Just remember my prediction here, and you heard it here first and nowhere else. Now, Carl Weathers is actually co-hosting yep. on NFL Network with Melissa Starks, right, on the red carpet. And so that the question oh, is, yes. why is, why is he here, but not, not Sylvester not Stallone? And you heard me predict it with Sean Brace. Sylvester that, Stallone yeah. is here. Again, this is just not my sources. This isn't fake news. This isn't CNN reporting. 
or Fox or MSNBC. This is my educated guess. The way to bring this city and the house down and the country down tonight is if Sylvester Stallone comes out of the shadows and comes out with, with Roger Goodell to announce either the first pick or the Eagles pick at 14. I like it. Sylvester Stallone has to be here tonight, It'll guaranteed. Be, it's the greatest plot twist ever, Tony, if that happens. I don't it just makes too much sense. I don't it does think, make too much I sense. I don't think he's going to do – you know what, though? Maybe – what happens if the Eagles trade out of 14? So it, it's almost like he has to do the first pick. I think he comes out with Goodell. Yeah, because, think, then, because then, exactly. then Goodell doesn't get booed, right. as I said. Uh, that, that, and they can't control the fact that maybe Philadelphia trades out of the first round. They can't control that. They don't know if that's going to happen. I'll give, you, I'll give you my assessment, Luigi. If they trade down 14, they get one of those for trading down, yo. Yeah, no. can't, I you mean, trade I, down out, if they trade out of the first round, there will be a lot of pissed off people here. Absolutely. I, think the Eagles will be, I don't think the Eagles are going to trade out of the first round. No, I don't I, think I, they I are. I can't either. imagine them trading out for one period, no. plus being here and trading out of the no, first round. No, trading completely out of the first round, they will not do that. No. They, they, will, they will literally – In fact, if they I will, could bet on that, I would bet my house yeah. that they don't trade there out of the first round. There will be people looking, angrily looking for Howie Roseman if that happens. Oh, yeah. But, would I, but, but hypothetically speaking, though, Robin, they could trade back. So that's what I'm saying. So Tony's theory – it would be an incredible plot twist, but it almost has to happen from the from from Jump Street. I can't wait till the. Well, Eagles no, pick. it would be the one way for Goodell well, to guarantee. Look, they just showed this, they're showing the statue everywhere. Well, I mean, of course they, they are. Rob, I'm telling you, Stallone's here. I, can you feel Stallone it? Stallone is can you, here. Can you, can you and when we run Bob this Bob? tape back after the fact, people will understand why I'm a soothsayer, why I'm I'm a visionary. <laughs> people people will be saying, <laughs> why I have a gift. Who the hell is Kreskin? That's what they will be saying. Exactly yep. right. Kreskin will call in and give me props. Uh, more uh, so than Robert De Niro has. will call in and say, "You, you, <laughs> you, you got a gift." Well, what you we got need to gift. do though is we do need to get to this other. Interview. Yeah, let's play one of my interviews from yesterday. So Jose, I say mine because I did the interview. Jose, we love you. Yes. We're so we glad you, you called guys. in. I got a gift, my friend. Uh, <laughs> was there anything else before we before Not we let that, you go? Um, Yes, uh, I got a couple other things, then I'll let you go. Um, number Thanks. one, I was going to tell Luigi's um, that I'll be cranking up the Dottie Ward series this weekend. Oh, oh beautiful, man. It out too. Well, our, our, that was the anniversary of our boy Gotti's passing. Yes, so. I know. You're going to watch the whole so trilogy? in honor of the great Thunder. Yes, I'm watching all of them, and I'm watching beautiful, the two man. fights you were there, Luigi. Beautiful, bro. So it's getting close to Thunder Gotti anniversary time. Yes, it is. You know what? Fights. I may have to make the pilgrimage up to Norristown and watch it with Jose. You should. I think I'm going to do that. Jose, I'm going to call you, man. We're going to hook up, brother. We're going to watch it together. On YouTube? No, not on YouTube. <laughs> on, my cool. tu- on my tube. I'll come get you. I'll take you to my house. <laughs> You're going to watch it on a 7-inch no uh, uh, iPad. I'm going to hook up to my 60-inch, and we'll, we'll go from there. Beautiful, man. All right, Jose, we got to run because we got to get awesome. to a couple of our interviews before the draft gets underway. All right, guys. Have Take fun care, in, buddy. Have fun in the draft, and um, I'll be watching on the worldwide leader of employment, sports, entertainment. Beautiful, man. Thank you, sir. There he is, the great Jose from Mars. All right, guys. Great. Great. All right, let's get to uh, one of the interviews now. Which one do you want? I'll make it a lady's choice, Robin. You were um, there. Ladies choice. Do you oh, want to hear Daniel Jeremiah right let's, now, Steve Mariucci, or Charles Davis? You know, let's do, let's do Daniel first. Let's go to Daniel Jeremiah, former scout in the NFL. He was actually a scout for the Philadelphia Eagles at one time. Yes, he was. Did you know that? Yes, I did. He's the guy that told Andy Reid 
to take Russell Wilson in the third round of the draft, thinking that he would still be there. Yep, and but, of course, Seattle grabbed him a couple of picks earlier, and then they grabbed Nick Foles instead because Nick because he, he was gone. But he wanted he wanted Russell Wilson. And the story... And the story, the story does go that after, after that pick was made, Andy Reid got on the phone and called Kansas, uh, and called Seattle and said, congratulations, you just got the best quarterback in the draft. Yep, exactly. And my, the rest is history. My computer's on six, by the way. So we're going to go now. And Daniel Jeremiah, you see him on the NFL Network, a great guy and a guy who knows his stuff. And I had a chance to catch up with him yesterday. No, Robin, you're not on six. You're on seven. Whatever it is, just play Okay. It. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're here with uh, Daniel Jeremiah, a man who, he keeps, uh, he becomes younger every time I see him. As I get older, with the gray beard, but this guy is now legendary. I mean, he's the guy, well, he knows everything about football. He'll tell you now his mock draft, picks one through 32, and maybe give you a fourth round selection. Daniel, how are you, man? I'm doing good. Tony, though, you got to do some better scouting. You see these gray flecks I've got in this hair, man? I'm getting old, dude. No, I think you just put that in there so you look like you're older. Distinguished. I'm going for that distinguished look. Yeah, there you go. Is your head, I, I asked uh, Charles Davis, is, are you at the point now as we are minutes away, is your head about to explode or is this just constant information coming in and useless information going out so that you can keep it balanced? Uh, well, I was in my office the other day and my wife came in and she goes, what are you doing? I said, I just finished writing up a kicker from UNC Pembroke. And at that moment I heard myself say it and I thought, what am I doing with my life? And at that point in time, I backed away, and I said, it's time to stop. Like, at some point in time, you can't watch everybody and just stop. Well, here's the worst part. Once this thing is over here, you don't just go home and decompress and go away for a month, do you? I get a week of recap shows, and then I'm a ghost. So I got some requests of, like, hey, you know, what are you thinking about doing this? You know, we do our podcast. Me and Bucky do our Move the Sticks podcast, which is twice a week. And I said, all right, but you better give me some equipment and I can do it from home because I am not coming into the studio to do that next month. So fortunately, this little 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 shindig you got right here that little thing i'm gonna get one of those so uh, i can do that from home and live your life tony this is great because these digital recorders you can go ghost hunting with them you ever seen those ghost shows they, they these are the ones they use because it has an external mic and then it has an internal one and we do a podcast with amazing equipment on our show every week and this is what records all the audio and a couple hundred bucks i recommend them this is the uh what do these call h the h4n zoom Zoom. Right. Check it out. Look, we got duct tape on it. I mean, this thing's been through the wars, man. Take a picture of the Zoom here because you got to get one of these. There's a newer one. This is the older model, but get the newer one. It's well worth it. Quality is phenomenal. You can do two mics in it. It's great. But do you know how much easier it will be just for me to get you some dessert and steal this one? It would just make life way easier for myself. I'm using it. I need this for my show tomorrow night, so I would give it to you. But we're talking with Daniel Jeremiah, NFL Network. So Andy Reid. You know Andy Reid. Obviously, you know every team in the NFL. But when you come back to Philly here, where you never lived, but you were a scout for the Eagles from the West Coast, do people just assume that you know what the what's going on in the war room with Andy Reid? Or, or do you know what's going on in the war room with Andy Reid in Kansas City when he was here in Philly? Or what's going on with the Eagles organization minutes away from the draft? I don't want to uh, blow my cover and say how little I know. Uh, so I'll just let people think that I know. No, look, everybody is so secretive this time of year. I have an idea of some positions or some players that they may like, but anything uh, more than that, you're not getting from anybody. I don't care how close your relationship is. That information ain't flying. Is this the weird, because normally, you know, we know who the first pick is. He's already signed, sealed, and delivered. But we assume the pick's going to be who it is. But after that, two on down, it's, it's wide open, right? I mean, is, 
doing a mock draft, how, how many mock drafts will be destroyed within the first half hour? A uh, mock draft exercise is futile this year. There's no chance anybody's going to get this thing. We don't know what the second pick. We technically don't have 100% confirmation they're taking Miles Garrett at one. Right. So there's so much uncertainty, and it's not even just, uh, you know, okay, the second pick, they're going to take either Jamal Adams or they're going to take Solomon Thomas. It's I've heard Fournette. I've heard they could trade back and take Reuben Foster. I mean, Solomon Thomas, Jamal Adams. It's, there's a million different ways they can go. So once that happens, and then it's just kind of chaotic, and, and we've even, you know, the quarterbacks, when the heck are they going to go? Nobody has a clue. Yeah, we talked to Pat Mahomes at, in Houston, and, you know, there are people saying, no, he's second round, and now he's a first round, and now he's maybe the best, and this guy Trubisky is the best. And, and that's crazy. I, I don't ever remember a quarterback situation being as, as as fluid as this. It's muddy. I mean, the waters are muddy. And, like, I, I always, you know, look at it this way and say, if it's this hard to decipher which one is the guy, maybe none of them are the guy. You know, that's what you have to be willing to accept. Are we trying to create something that isn't there? Because, it, you know, we talked forever about this is not a great quarterback draft. And now you hear all this buzz that these kids are all going to go up there in the top 15. What changed? Uh, so that's what's hard for me to get my wrap my mind around. I think there's an outside chance we see Trubisky go to the Browns with their second pick. Maybe they move up. Maybe they sit at 12. But he's the quarterback that goes. And then we don't see any other quarterbacks in the top 15. And then we see a mad feeding frenzy at the bottom of the first round. Now, running back is a strong position. Obviously, corner, even though a bunch of the corners is like dropping like flies for various reasons. Yeah, the corners, I mean, you look at where we were, you know, at the end of the season, a healthy Sidney Jones from Washington is a top 15 pick. A healthy Fabian Moreau has worked his way into the bottom of the first round from UCLA. And Gary and Conley was a lock as a first-round pick and maybe a top 15 pick. So now you have two of the first two kids get hurt their pro day, drops him out of the first round. And now you have this weird situation with Gary and Conley with this uh, all these rumblings about uh, the, the, the issue with the female that's out there. So that probably – it would prohibit a team from taking him in the first round. So now you look at guys like Adoree Jackson and Marlon Humphrey, who we thought late one, early two. Now those guys might go in the top 20. And then we have, of course, the latest issue. I remember when it was marijuana back in the day. Now it's diluted samples. Yeah, yeah, diluted samples, which people, people ask me what that does to a grade or to a player, and I've said, look, if you have a high grade on a player, like, for instance, Reuben Foster, I have a high grade on him. He, he likes water. He's an overdrinker. Okay, that's what he is. He's not a pot smoker. He's a hydrator. Uh, and then if you have a lower grade on somebody, he's got real drug problems. You know, <laughs> so it depends on what you think of the player. Yeah, I, I mean, I've never heard that term before. I've heard, you know, tainted samples. I've heard, you know, other guys, the wizenator going back uh, in the day. But the diluted sample thing has become the modern day, the guy's a pothead. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy, isn't it? I mean, I can remember having to take a bunch of drug tests when I was in college, which I always got a chuckle out of. You got the Three, the, the defensive lineman that was 260 last week that's 285, he's not getting tested, but yet I have to be here at 6 o'clock in the morning to get drug tested. But I can remember going in there sometimes, and they would say, you know, they need to eat, make sure that you eat something so that, you, you know, you're, you're better off there. You can drink as much water as you want. But it's just weird, man. I mean, I, if a kid can really play, I know he'll be tested a little bit more now with the diluted sample, but I don't see it having a dramatic impact. Our last thing, of course, the Eagles are 14, and the people here will be crazy. They're crazy everywhere. I mean, they were crazy in Chicago. What do you see happening? Mean, there's a lot of ways. Even, and Joe Thomas is in, and I know Howie's talking about, well, I'm not, we're not just going to take need. We're going to take the best guy available. Is that, is that what they have to do? I think that's what, you know, I worked with Joe Douglas for four years in Baltimore, and that's how we were raised is just take the best available player. Don't steer from that. So I think you'll see them do that. I, I think the way it, the way the board shakes out, I think there's a good chance you get an offensive player there. Everybody, you know, points to the need at corner. 
Um, the way the board stacks, they might be in a situation where they'd have to reach a little bit right there. Maybe they can wait till the second round, get your corner. In the first round, you get a McCaffrey. Um, if they're comfortable with a Dalvin Cook, you could go in that direction. Or you've got Mike Williams or Corey Davis to add to what you did with Alshon Jeffrey. Next year, you know, the wins are important. You want to win. You want to win your division. But let's be honest, even if they're an 8-8 eight eight team next year, if Carson Wentz takes that next step as an Eagles fan, I think most people would be pretty excited about the future. Last thing, and there's a local kid, and the kid from Villanova is the one that's jumping off the charts. I know Temple has a couple of kids, and Reddick obviously is a great player. But we got a beast here. And now, you know, the temptation is he could be the next Jason Pierre-Paul. And you're the Eagles, and he's sitting there. I mean, I don't know if he's a first-round pick. He'll be in the second round. I know local, you really don't want to go local because you want to have local kids. I mean, Brian Westbrook was obviously a great pick. What's the temptation? I mean, this kid could be a monster. He is the most beautiful human being in the draft. <laughs> he is unbelievable. I mean, he is etched out of stone, and he is enormous. So, Tano Passanio, I think, look, the Eagles, in terms of defensively, I think some people view him more as kind of a 3-4 end as a 5 technique with his body. Um, but, man, we've seen Calais Campbell, you know, have that tremendous impact with that rare size. Uh, this kid maybe has the flexibility to continue to do that. I think he's going to go in the second round. I'll be shocked if he doesn't. But I, I, I tend to think a 3-4 team might be even a little higher on him. Tano Passigno. A lot of people, obviously Ugandan, is, the kid's brilliant. I mean, he's working, working for a, an investment firm already. His dad's an investment banker. I mean, bright kid. I mean, he's got everything you want when you're looking for an impact player. Yeah, and that's one of the things, too, that I think you'll see the direction the Eagles kind of go here is you're looking at just they want kind of no-nonsense, smart, tough football players. That's, you know, Joe Douglas was a, you know, was an offensive lineman at Richmond, okay? So that's what he, that's who he is, and that's what he's always, you know, pounded the table for when I've been in the draft room with him. So, I mean, that's his type of guy. Last thing, do you miss the draft room, or do you like this better? It's, you know, I, I'll tell you what, I miss draft day with the team. It's fun. Uh, probably consumed of too many cookies because you have so much time in between picks. But uh, somebody asked me this the other day, and I said, look, man, I, I flew out here. I got to my hotel room. They already had my suits shipped and hung up in the closet with a little tag on the suits that told me what color shoes to wear. And I said, as much as I missed those Hampton Inns in Pocatello, Idaho, this is okay. Yeah. They really have the matching. Uh... I didn't trust me enough to pick the right shoes. So the shoes are there, but then they have the instructions of which shoes I need to wear. I appreciate it. Trust me. I wish I had that. I need to put that in my own closet. Yeah, does your wife do that at home? I've proposed the idea. It was not well received. <laughs> Daniel, great to see you, man. Thanks so much. Good to see you, buddy. The great Daniel Jeremiah. I used to have that, too, when I worked at Fox. I'd have a wardrobe department. They'd have the shoes. They'd have my clothes picked out for me every day. With shirt to wear, with belt, with pants, socks, shoes, the whole bit. Is that why you still don't have your clothes figure it out until like three seconds before you leave yes. because you were hoping that somehow magically it's I just going have to... The cl I still have some of my wardrobe <laughs> from the best damn sports show. The belt I'm wearing right now is the same belt. It has my initials on it. I keep everything because, you know, it still, it still works. It's still, and I still fit in the If stuff. it ain't broke, why throw it away? You're damn right. You're damn right, Robin. It's half past seven here in the east, as we like to say, on the Art Museum steps, starting to, uh, sun starting to set over uh, Santa Monica Boulevard and, of course, over Benjamin Franklin Parkway. Luigi, ready, not even loosening his tie yet. You can tell he's not ready yet. He not, the tie is still, the knot is not all the way up. It's just slightly loosened. It's just enough, man. Are you going to take that knot down and unsheath that thing later on? Probably. I'm, I'm talking about your tie, too. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, Chris in that bag better than yours. <laughs> exactly. And we'll be here for every draft pick. We, you'll hear them live. Now, should we stay for the entire first round? Because that's going to be, we're going to be on the air like seven hours. Well, if we'll we see how it. we feel. Yeah, let's see how many people keep tuning in, you know. I want people to vote right now. If suddenly, if, have if, to put up a poll. Let's put up a poll on the Twitter feed. If suddenly, like the only people that are tuning in are like Jose and and one other person. Maybe we should just say, hey, "It's been on. We're, we've been on long enough." But if there's still what all do these you mean people, just people like Jose. These are our loyal listeners. That's Robin. what I'm saying. Like the Uber Uber loyal. I mean, right now we have thousands tuning in. Let me just remind everybody that once the commissioner walks to the podium, you're going to hear it here live on this show. Right. So we're well, not. Well, if we can not, figure that out, we can figure it out. <laughs> been doing this a long time Robin oh you when he says we it means me I already told you what to do uh-huh you uh-huh. got plenty of time to do it uh-huh and repeating my stone-cold guaranteed draft lock Sylvester Stallone will make an appearance at the draft which will have Joe Corrado our good buddy sitting at home and throwing things at his 75 inch big screen I hope he rolls a tape from his home tonight. He's going to throw a when billiard he, ball from, from his, he, yeah, his from his pool, pool table. Did he get his new pool table yeah. in? He will throw the eight ball right through the front pocket, right into Stallone's five-foot-nine tall frame <laughs> and hit him right through the screen. Five-foot-nine? It's, it's being generous, man. No, he's short, you know, he's like, he's like about five-six. No, he's like five-eight. No. He's like no, five, I think six. he's shorter than I am. He's like five six Cuban heels, man. Because his brother Frank is a little bit taller than him and I even know Frank. Frank is I don't think that Frank's taller than me. Yeah, no, Frank's a little bit taller than Stallone, but he's uh than Yeah, but not by much. Than, I mean he's he's still shorter than me, so Did you ever meet Frank Stallone in yeah. LA when you know why I used to, to run studio. into Frank Stallone all the time in the Home Depot in Marina Del Rey? Of course you did. Seriously, I did. We'd go in the same Home Depot. I just stand in line and said, Frank, what are you doing in here? He said, the same thing you are, buying crap for the house. <laughs> Frank Stallone. Frank Stallone, man. Really nice guy. He is. He's great. Oh, we, got, we got a phone. We got somebody on the line here. Maybe it is Frank Stallone. Who knows? Let's go to the phones. Let's see if Frank Stallone's out there listening tonight. You never know. Right. So it's 610, last four digits, 7163. Hello. Let's go to... Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Who is this? Hey, yo, it's a Frank Stallone. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 Frank it's, a Frank Stallone. it's a Frank Stallone. Frank speaks perfect English, by the way. What's the matter hey, what's with you? Going on? It's, it's Andy Sophies. What's going on, guys? Hey, Andy, hey, how Andy. are you, man? You know, I had to call in and uh, put my two cents in with you guys. Thanks for doing this. This is an awesome thing that you guys are doing over there at the draft. It's the uh, best show on radio, best show uh, on the podcast. Now you guys are the best uh, the best draft analysis people. Well, thank you. That's why we're here. That checks in the mail, Andy. Appreciate it. No, that. I, I love doing the draft. I, lo- I love being where the draft is. Hey, hey, Luigi, it better be because you lied to me last time. Well, I made it up to you on this time. That's, don't worry about it, man. That's because Robin was probably in charge of handing out the prizes. <laughs> That's what it was. Hey, hey, hey. I finally sent them, and at least hey. the people that are receiving them, they have Christmas in April. Exactly. <laughs> and you know what's interesting? Yesterday, Robin had all these gifts. She's wrapping, right? And then, then it's pouring rain. This was, it, was, it was a yesterday. It was two days ago, yeah. right? I mean, it was coming down in buckets, cats and dogs, and the car wasn't even near the house. I said, Robin, you know, I love you, and I know it's great that we're going to get these prizes out, but one thing's for certain. I ain't getting out in the damn rain and carrying a box <laughs> of presents. You are on your own. In, in, in a pouring blizzard. So blizzard. off pouring I went in my little cute uh, cat and she dog. She put on rubbers. She has these real, yeah, she has these big plastic boots that chicks wear now, rubber, rubber boots. But they have, like, cats and dogs on them. 
which is an outrage. And I got so many compliments. Were you driving your Vespa there, Robin? You know, no, 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 no. He, no, he did not make me drive the Vespa. I was allowed to take the First actual First of all, car. they couldn't fit on there. She had like... She looked like I Santa did. Claus. I did. I except did. the sack was a Harmony's cannoli I seriously, bag. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed that I did be. not get these things out before now. These were gifts that were prizes. Prizes that people won the day before Christmas. And here it is, April 27th, and people are finally getting their prizes. Who does that? I know. Who has I know. I totally deserve it. Ridiculous, man. <laughs> totally deserve it. Hey, Tony, I got a question for you, bud. Yes. Now, I, th I think I hear you, you, you're on this Christian McCaffrey bandwagon. Is that what I'm hearing yes, right now? Yes, I am. And it's not because he's a white running back. I know a lot of African-American friends who think he's good, too. Like David Shaw, who's the head coach at Stanford. Now, obviously, David Shaw is going to be a Christian McCaffrey guy because he's his coach. But everybody that I've talked to, I talked to a bunch of people yesterday at the NFL Network, whether it's Charles Davis, whether it's Brian Billick, whether it's uh, who else was there yesterday? Uh, Steve Smith Sr. was there. Was it Maurice Jones-Drew there, too? Maurice Jones-Drew was yep. there. Mojo from UCLA. Everybody loves Christian McCaffrey because you watch him, and you don't, you don't even have to have watched Stanford games. Just go watch the film of this guy and all the breakdowns of the routes he runs, what he can do. He can return kicks. You know, he, can, he, can, he runs great patterns. What do coaches and quarterbacks want more than anything? A guy who runs the right routes. A guy that the quarterback knows that the guy knows where he's supposed to be when the ball is snapped. You know, and a guy who's multidimensional. He's not the pounded, pounded, pounded running back. He's just a guy who's just smart and is, is not going to be a guy who's going to run the wrong route and the quarterback's going to have to scold him coming back to the huddles. Well, and yeah, and that's the way I'm thinking about it. You know, like I don't want a guy – I'm necessarily not going to be, you know, thrilled with, with – a guy that doesn't pr produce, you know what I mean? Like, if, if we get the next Adrian Peterson or whatever in the draft, that's great. But I'd much rather have a guy that's going to be contributing every play. He's going to be running the routes, like you said. You know, move him around, like, do what we do with uh, Sprolzy on the slot. Stuff like that, you know what I mean? Exactly, and who's uh, been one of the most valuable players? You know that McCaffrey has local ties, too, right? Yes. All right, Steve. Oh, Let's get on to more important. Sorry, 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 sorry. Robin? No, I, I, no and, I, you know, the whole local thing is fine, but... To me, I want the best player available. If Christian McCaffrey is sitting there at 14 and you're the Eagles, you have to take him. You have to take him. Am I wrong? And you like him better than uh, Dalvin Cook? Yes. Dalvin Cook's a stud. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of really good running backs. My biggest concern is taking a running back that high. I know everybody's back on the running back bandwagon, but, you know, because of what happened the last couple of years with Todd Gurley and Zeke. You know, and so when people see those guys... They say, oh, yeah, so now all of a sudden running backs are first-round guys and they can turn your – they may be, but you're not going to have that every year. We went through a whole – you know, you, taking a running back really high in the draft to me is still a crapshoot because you, for every Zeke Elliott, Ezekiel Elliott, there's going to be a, 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 the dude from Alabama a couple years ago. Eddie Lacy. Yeah, but Trent Richardson, Eddie Lacy, guys like that. But, Tony, you can say that about almost any player. At some point, some, well, and, some and guys are just – with, with Zeke. With Zeke, I mean, he's, he's running behind the best offensive line in football. Exactly. I think Luigi could run for 1,500 yards on, on behind that line. That's you know good of an mean? athlete. Right, exactly. like, what, what about like, going, going offensive line with that? I know there's not very um, a sexy pick to an offensive line in the first round, but no, you don't go offensive really line a lot of 14. good offensive linemen in the middle of the first round, but what do you think about that action? No, I wouldn't take an uh, – there were some good offensive linemen, but I, I wouldn't take an offensive lineman. 
So if, if I can just add, like Andy said, add his two cents. I want to like add my two cents. Is that this whole this whole thing is around is built around Carson Wentz? Am I wrong, Tony? Absolutely, okay. it is. So it's all built around Carson Wentz. So what's the most important thing to get Carson Wentz? Some damn help. Yep. He's got nothing. Protection. He's got nothing. Well, he's got something. He's got but he nothing. Have now, he's, now he's got Alshon Jeffrey, who I might add is on a one-year deal. And people keep saying guys like taking about Mike Williams, like, oh, well, why are you going to take Mike Williams? He's just like Alshon Jeffrey because there's no guarantee that Alshon Jeffrey's going to be here next year. That's why. Torrey Smith's not going to grow with Carson Wentz. You need to get a guy who's young and, and early in his career to help him grow with this quarterback, Tony. They have to have some kind of – he's got to have some sort of weapons, man. What's going to have Nelson Aguilar dropping balls for the rest of his damn life? No. Nelson Aguilar might not even make this team based nope. on what they bring in in the, uh, in the off in the offseason. And obviously they brought in a couple of receivers. And also we'll see what happens in the draft. To me, it, it, that's what makes this draft interesting at 14 because the guy you take – has to be a plug-and-play player. He has He's to start started, immediately. He has to start. You can't take a guy who's two years away. You can't take another Marcus Smith reach and hope that he can play in a couple of years. And that's why, and that's why a running back, like a McCafferty, makes sense. He's plug-and-play. Because running backs are plug-and-play in the NFL, Tony. They are. They're the easiest position to come in and play. But to, to me, Christian McCafferty, McCaffrey is not your typical running back. He's not a running back. No, he's, he's a multi-dimensional. He's, he's a flex And guy. of all the players that the Eagles have picked up with, with, with some great moves with free agency and trades, Darren Sproles has been probably the most impactful player that they've picked up as a free agent. Yes. Am I right? And the Eagles are probably taking nine years off his life. Oh, by far. Yeah, but he's still he's, he's an impact player every time <laughs> he touches the ball. But, but Darren Sproles is – what I'm saying is those Darren Sproles is not exactly going to be here with West No, West that's career. my point. So you, you need to go a guy, a guy like that, like that. so vers- a versatile guy, is basically – Covering three or four different positions Tony, for you. McCaffrey's there at fourteen. I'm all for it, man. Okay. I'm, see, I'm all. I'm all about offense, and he's the. He's probably going to be the best offensive weapon available at that time. All around. I'm. I'm. I'm all for it. Now the crowd is absolutely completely encircled. The uh, the fountain right in front of the it's art Aikens museum. Oval. The Aikens Oval. Thomas Aikens, you know, Thomas great Aikens. Philadelphia artist. Did you know that? Yes, Tony. I knew that, Tony. I just wanted to check. Is there anything you like to know about his paintings? I can help you out with that. Tony. I know all the Aikens paintings. Really? Probably. Yes, I do. You know about the Gross Clinic? The what, clin- the, 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 the what clinic? Well, I know he did a lot of art based on, uh, on, on medical stuff. Yes, he was really big into cadavers and things like that. He so just, who is it? I mean, <laughs> come on, after all. Uh, Andy, good right, stuff. Guys, you know what? We're going to give thanks, Andy thanks, a prize. Tony. I'm going to eat my bear claw in my underwear now, oh, so uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Wait, wait, hang wait. on, hang on. We're going to give you a prize. You are going to get to go to Cantina oh. Laredo, my friend. Cantina Laredo, up here, of course. They're all over the country. They're in Florida to New York, Colorado, the West Coast. But, of course, we have one, our favorite one, and our local one up there in the King of Prussia Mall, the Great Cantina Laredo. And you'll be going, will he go be going to our tequila dinner? Yes, he will, June 1st. June 1st, you are going to join us at the table, man. June 1st, 7 p.m. at the tequila dinner featuring Chamuchos. Chamuchos tequila that night. Ooh, I, I don't think I've even heard of Chamuchos. We will. You'll know a lot about it come June 1st, man. Congratulations, man. Thanks a lot. Then you guys can finally meet the wife this time. Beautiful, Sweet. man. Look forward to it, man. Take care. By the way, the movie Split, the new hey, uh, Thanks M. a lot, Night. guys. I'll talk to you guys later. All right, take care, Andy. You know the movie Split, the latest uh, M. Night movie, which was a big hit. They filmed a lot of the scenes inside the Cantina Laredo restaurant in King of Prussia. That. I did not About know the that. dude has multiple personalities. I haven't seen it, but it really did well at the box office. I want to see that movie. You saw the uh, the previews for it, right, Robin? The movie Split. It does. It looks one, disturbing. It one looks very disturbing. Like really d- plays a lot of different characters, and they're all weird. It's good stuff, man. It's good stuff. 
So Cinco de Mayo's coming up, too. Another, and also Mother's Day is huge at Cantina Laredo. So say, make your reservations. They yeah. say Madre's Day. Yeah. Tu madre. Tu madre. You want your reservation? Call 610-992-5701. Lock it in, whether it's Cinco de Mayo, whether it's Mother's Day, which is I found out from Chef Brian, and the, uh, he's a general manager now, that Mother's Day is a huge day to take mom to Cantina Laredo. I did not know that. Yes. So make your reservation. And don't forget the tequila, tequila dinner coming up on June 1st, $59.99 per person. And just the tequila alone is worth well over $75, bucks. Wow. And you're getting like a four-course dinner with, from soup to nuts. It's an unbelievable deal. The people that came there last time were like beside themselves. How about saying, that bottle of Avion that I won, man? Luigi won a bottle of Avion. And we got action. So don't forget, uh, give them a call and make a reservation now. 610-992-5701, Cantina Laredo. And for all you folks all over the country, check one out near you. As I mentioned, Florida, New York, Colorado, West Coast. Even in, uh, they're going to be, in, they're in London and Abu Dhabi, too. I, I, seriously. And we're going to be giving away gift cards across the country. We've got to do a remote in Abu Dhabi. I'm, I'm all about it. Uh, you guys would probably have a little bit more fun than me. In Abu Dhabi? Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think it's definitely still a man's world over there. Wow. <laughs> they have women, but yeah, I mean, you can still wear your nice. Eye. You could wear lipstick underneath the veil if you if you want to, <laughs> as long as your eyes are visible, Robin. That's all that really matters. Yeah, like, I do have nice you. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Hey, you go to another country, you gotta respect their uh, traditions. Yeah, that's proof from Singapore. Tame <laughs> your ass. Are you that's, 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 a, that's a difference. You can come here and do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Anywhere else? No. They're taking. They're that's taking why limbs. Singapore is the cleanest country on earth, baby. Absolutely. It really is. You can eat off the streets in Singapore. Just don't throw don't any. Don't me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't throw any damn gum on the streets in Singapore. Absolutely not. Who was the dude that got caned? The guy he was he was graffitiing. He was I know. They caned his no, ass. I don't think he was graffitiing. Yes, I think he was. He was just wasn't he just he like was scratching the car? He was graffitiing. Oh, okay. And then he became like a big, big deal, right? Everybody, the, the whole country was up in arms. How can you cane a guy for right. graffitiing or dropping gum on the sidewalk or whatever the hell else he was doing? What was the dude's name? I firmly believe that, man. You, listen, you got to play by their rules. You're in their house, man. You're exactly right. right. What was the I dude's don't, name I, now? It's bugging I, me. I, I'll uh, find I'll, it. I'll look it up real quick, too, because I do want to know what it is. Hold on. I, I know I'm it. curiously it's trying to figure out it. how to. Uh, I know it. I know it. If anybody can tweet it to us, you can follow us on Twitter, at Tony Bruno Show. Do it right now. Tweet into the show. You can follow uh, at Luigi Curto 22 at Miss Robin Austin. And, of course, we're live on Facebook, on Periscope, on YouTube, YouTube. and on Twitter. And then we're trying, by we, I mean me, we're trying to uh, follow all of the social media that goes along with that, so including Twitter. So, Tony, that was Michael Fay. Mike? No, it wasn't Mike. Yes, it was. Was Mike, that his name? Michael Fay. Not Tina Fay. No, no relation there. Michael Peter Fay, U.S. citizen who was subject who was subject to of international attention in 1994 when he was sentenced to six strokes of the cane in Singapore. It was just Fay or something for Fay. theft and vandalism. His name is Michael Peter Fay. Okay. He was 18 years old when it happens. They should have at least given him a couple whacks. The, he was supposed to get more. The, the, the I think sentence, they should need to. They need to implement that the, here. The, 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 the number of the number of cane strokes in face sentence was ultimately reduced from six to four, after uh, 
He saw Hoosiers, and then they said, hey, you know what? I love that scene exactly. in the locker room. Now, we have a very very fine-looking police officer right behind us who is uh, who just came. I did not know that they made um, bulletproof vests in blue. I thought they were always, like, black. Oh, you can get them any color, Rob. It's all about accessories. That's Montgomery days. County. They got more money got up Mon- there. That's Monco, man. <laughs> Monco police, man. You ain't getting no dog. They be in jorts. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, this place is secure. They have checkpoints. We had to open up all of our bags. We had to go through... Uh, it should be. It's what the yeah. it's what all major events are. Then they have the they have the major it's the major major incident response team oh. which are out here. You know that's for, and right? we just really hope that's that for, that's there for will like be no that's, that's for all them cleat chasers out there at Aiken's Hope. We <laughs> just hope that he will not be for. working tonight. <laughs> we we don't want him. They're working. No, I mean he's working, but I don't want him to have to be employ. Actually, have a major uh, issue <laughs> res- to respond to, right? We don't want him to actually have to. Uh, now, do let his me uh, grab the mic there. Let me ask the officer a couple questions. There. Now, sir, yeah. what is your name, sir? My name is Sergeant Joe Blythe. I'm with the Abington Police Department in Montgomery County. PA. Oh, beautiful. Well, you know, I'm a Monco guy. Well, I'm a South Philly guy, but I lived in Monco. I went to Abington Hospital, had surgery there, so right. love the Monco. So, so the, how, many police depart- how many police departments are here to help the NFL just here? Because, you know, you think Philadelphia police, Pennsylvania State Troopers, right. but Monco police, and then you're with the major... What we, each county, um, this was in response to September 11th, so we have... Uh, uh, Delaware County team, a Montgomery County team, uh, Bucks County team. So, in, for example, Montgomery County has about 65 police departments. So each department will allocate a certain amount of resources and manpower to the major incident response team. So our incident response team has 20 officers today that are assigned to the general area around the draft. And we're at different checkpoints. We also have roving officers that walk in and out kind of like the eyes and the ears of the command staff and those that are assigned to the uh, to the to the draft area. Now we have major events in the city. Of course the Pope's visit here yes. also had a massive turnout and the of yes. big police yes. presence. And then we have the Made in Philadelphia thing every summer. So where would you rank this? I mean this has got to be close like the the Pope, right? This is we have been um, tasked to uh, the the DNC last year in right. July the Pope's visit, which was the year before that. And we also went out to the G20 summit in Pittsburgh in 2009. Wow. And that's the way, th- those types of incidents are the ones, what, we, what they're called, their mutual aid request. So the hosting police agency will send out a request to the state police and the surrounding counties that have the major incident response team, and then they will allocate the resources depending on the size and, you know, the, the, the scope of the, of the event. Beautiful. Well, great job, and we appreciate the presence hey, and all the work it, you guys do. We appreciate what you folks do, and uh, welcome to Philadelphia. To those well, thank you. Well, we're, we're natives. We're from here. Well, she isn't. <laughs> for your listeners Luigi that are here for the Yeah, uh, all the, the, the people from all over the world who are here, and obviously it's, a, it's an amazing event, and to see the parkway filled, yes, it's a great place, and a lot of people who've come here from all over the country for right. the first time will get to expand. The weather finally changed, even though it got humid. This is it's going to be beautiful. Weather. Compared to the, uh, to the DNC last year, <laughs> I remember the surface temperature was about 110 degrees, and where I was stationed, you could literally see the heat rising yes. from the, uh, the surface of the ground. Yeah, but we were doing a show on the streets on East Pass Yonk Avenue in South right. Philadelphia where we lived. We were outside. It was so hot. I mean, it was, it was, I don't remember it being that hot in a long, and it was early in the summer, was it? Was it right, August right. or was it, or no, it was earlier in the summer, right? right. Yeah. And it was so hot. We were outside. Look, looking for ice cubes to put on us. That's how hot it was. The <laughs> asphalt was burning. Well, not only, I mean, not only is it miserable to be in, but there's something about rising temperature. People's tempers go. Oh, yeah. I mean, yes. it's just so, it's, it makes your guys' life a whole lot more difficult. 
Well, thanks for your service, sir. Hey, and, uh, be be safe it. out there. I appreciate it, sir. And, uh, I don't think anybody's going to act up. This is no, a fun no, no. thing, we, right? We, it's a great crowd today. Even though we hate Dallas Cowboy fans in this town, I don't think there's going to be any yeah, issues. There's but. somewhere around here crawling <laughs> from up underneath the rock or something. <laughs> well, well the, the lights just came on, so they're scattering all over the place right, right now. <laughs> 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 all right, hey, you folks enjoy your three days. Thank here. you, sir. Thank all you, right, take officer. Take care. Thanks, man. Ladies and gentlemen, we're getting the latest on uh, all the great work that all of our neighborhood, I mean, every county, as you mentioned, Montgomery County, Delaware County, Bucks County, Delaware. and the major in Delaware County, and, and of course Abington Township, and all the townships in all these counties. These the police all respond, man. You know, and you know about police presence. I mean, you're in the, your business is security here in, in these facilities. Yeah, I've dealt with Secret Service and everything. Man. It's, really? it's you have intense. a little ear. See, I walk around with my earpiece so people think I'm important. Yeah. Even when it's not on, I just walk around with it. <laughs> just walk around with it. Yeah. It's like the tail. It's what you're doing. You're grooming yourself for the tail. <laughs> we're minutes away from the NFL draft. And you know what we're going to do? We're, we're going to take, take a, a quick break because when we start the draft in about eight minutes, we want to make sure that you don't miss anything. And we have to run to the bathroom because then we're not going to take a break. Which is the most important thing. So we're coming out on two hours of being on the air. We're going to take a break and be back straight up at 8 o'clock, seven minutes away. We'll be able to get to the bathroom and back in seven minutes? I hope so. You'll find out. There better Stay not with be us. a line. Stay with us. You're listening to the live coverage of the 2017 NFL Draft live from the Philadelphia Museum of Art steps on the Tony Bruno Show Live. In a world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. Motorist Insurance Group and Brick Street Insurance have come together to create a better one-stop shop for agents and policyholders, encircling you with coverage at every step in life's journey. We are now in Cova Insurance. 